many women look at the male movement as something negative or as something that is coming to attack or take away. But when men are uplifted and supported and are holding each other accountable and creating community and having a space to share their ideas, we can listen more to each other. I think the result of that, to your point, is to be the bridge just for healthier connections overall. Yo, what's good, everybody? And this week's episode is brought to you guys by Skillshare. Guys, you know that Skillshare are our amazing partners. They are a one-of-a-kind online learning community where you can learn all types of amazing creative entrepreneurial and design skills. If you have not and got on Skillshare, go ahead and sign up for Skillshare immediately, guys. They have so many amazing courses like the Finding Your Purpose course. And as always, if you wanna build up more skills, I highly advise you guys hop on the video editing. I don't know how many times I need to say it. Go to Skillshare.com slash roommates and get yourself Skillshare for free. Yes, guys, I've said it so many times. It is free. You do not have to pay any money. There's no excuse to not level up financially, not level up creatively. So go to Skillshare.com slash roommates Thank us later, and let's get to this week's episode. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Chris. Fees. We are here in the lovely mm, mm, mm. Southern California. These views, Chris. I know. It make me not want to leave, man. Mm. It, it give you a perspective. Like, the world is so big. It's not about you. And also, the world is very expensive. <laughs> I'll tell you what. People making some real money out here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we had to come back to Southern California to yep. bring back an old friend. Yeah. And also a new friend. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm really excited. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. You guys love her. And you guys are going to love him. Please welcome back to the show, Sham Booty and Jared Brady. Hey. That was fun. That was the best intro I've seen in a while. That oh, was. Yeah. Oh, wow. It only you. took him like 40 takes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So you starting off everything as I like. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> Oh, it's man, crazy. Jerry, welcome to the show, man. man. happy to be here. Yes, yeah. yes. Shane, welcome back. Happy to be back. Congratulations on all the success. Thank um, you. Jared has been, like, telling me constantly, like, did you guys see his new video? See his new video? Yeah. It's so yeah. crazy. So, yeah. congrats I'm a fan. to you. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate, appreciate that, yeah. man. Appreciate it. <laughs> I think your video is one of our top videos. Like, top five. Top, Wait, top for five? Show. Yes. For show. Yes. Yes. We'll talk about why. Oh, mm. okay. That's good, good. So, <laughs> Shan, for those who don't know who you are, elevator pitch, and also for you, Jared, elevator pitch for those who don't, don't know who you are. I am Jared's wife and Ryu's <laughs> mom. I am a sex and relationship educator that wants people to be more confident and more competent in the bedroom. It's easy to think about me like Dr. Ruth meets Rihanna. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh, and I am Shan's husband. Ryu's dad. Yeah. I also am a podcaster awesome. and as well do music and uh, yeah, all around good guy, I think. Yeah. Great lover. Great lover. Okay. Fantastic lover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's we'll your favorite there. thing? <laughs> all right, we're going to get that. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll calm down. So what kind of music do you do? Uh, you know what? It's a broad range, So, okay. but in short, hip hop. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I was I was thinking some type of reggae. Yeah, that's what you I'm know what's interesting? It's interesting is that a lot of people like so I had switched styles a little bit. So yeah. first I was like really into rap yeah. and then I kind of switched into more like pop singing. Yeah. And now people are like, oh I get it. Because yeah. when I was rapping, they're like, ah, 
you a rapper? Are you sure? <laughs> so, yeah. You look like an acoustic guitar person. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? You should yeah. be on the beach somewhere, right? <laughs> no, and he went to like an Afrobeat summer where he's yes. like, I'm going to start making Afrobeats. I was like, I don't know if it works that way. I don't think anyone can just tap in, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. I, I, I think How was the music, be, though? Music's great. Music's yeah. great. I love it. Uh, you know, it's been a really good year. Uh, obviously, the pandemic had did a little, little damage, mm-hmm. but uh, ironically, it's been my best year musically. Oh, because wow. of, yeah. That's I think awesome. people are now enjoying music at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jared so, just gives me such Los Angeles vibes, That's what I'm man. saying. <laughs> like, yeah, when I think of LA, is I, he think of, I feel so relaxed. Like tourism board. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's making me feel comfortable. Yeah. I'm yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, chill. Yeah, yeah. He's like, just calm down, man. Everything's okay. Thank you. So, um, what I want to do is I want to do break the episode up into two parts, right? So the first part, I want to touch on some of the things that women are saying. And in the second half, I want to touch on some of the things that men are saying. Mm, The organization. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) So Shan, first and foremost, also congratulations to all your success. You know what I mean? You have been killing it. You know, I was watching Too Hot to Handle and all of a sudden Shan Shan been killing it. So congratulations (laughs) to all your your success. And so... What has it been, you know, the past year, like as you've been working, as you've been grinding, like what what has it been like for you? It's been incredible. I yeah. think that what the pandemic has done is make people prioritize intimacy in a way that they haven't before. Mm. So I, I'm i like an OG in this space where I've been talking about sex and relationships for 15 years now um, in some format uh, through media. And I had to constantly like reinvent people to the idea that like, hey, this is worth your while. Mm. And then now there's people like you, there's billions, not billions, but there's so many different (laughs) ways that people are engaging with this topic and saying, hey, it's not just for Valentine's Day. It's not just when things go wrong. Like I should be learning and talking about this all the time if I want to have a full and enriched life. Mm. And I think because the pandemic made, made people really realize that when everything else is in the shits and you can't rely on your job and you can't rely on your way of life or going to the club, it is the quality and quantity of your relationships that mm. really does matter. Mm. So I, it's been a good year. <laughs> yeah. That's what's yeah, like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How's the past year been for you guys? Amazing. Uh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. been it's been up and down, it's been challenging, but overall we can't really complain. You know, our yeah. audience has grown. You know, these these guys have taught us a lot. We are definitely reaching out to them, making sure they're getting their lives together. So that's that's the biggest thing, you know, with this business and with this wave. It's just, it's never ending. It's always new challenges, it's always exciting. So, you know, I'm grateful for all the success that we had and, you know, thankful for, you know, the position that we're in. So Yeah, sure. you guys are going through a boom right now. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. man, it was... Um it's been pretty dope, man. I think like last week we gained like thirty thousand subscribers. What yeah. a sentence! Yeah, thirty—that's a stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like you get into this place where like now you start seeing that after all these years of work, now all of a sudden it's starting to pay off. Yeah. But uh, you know, just trying to go just as hard and just. And just, and just Did you get a lot uh, of men subscribers over this past? Yeah. So eighty-five percent of our audience is men. Wow. Yeah. Eighty-five percent of three hundred fifty thousand people that subscribe are men. So I'm eighty-five percent women. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 90% women. Oh, wow, yeah. wow, yeah. wow, 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 yeah. yeah. So what's funny was 2018, yeah, we were like 80% sure. women. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 100%. That is really phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Switch the audience up. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what I've been trying to do. Yeah. Because you guys come up like in the comment section all the time. Yeah. Like, you guys should do something with the room. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I always like looked at your guys' audience like I'm mostly men. But I was yeah. like, maybe they have a big women following. Yeah. Because, you know, the 90% of the women that are following me, they're like, 
roommates, roommates, yeah, roommates, yeah, yeah, roommates. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it's cool that you guys are you know breaking into that man. Yeah, um, it's important. Yeah. Have you sure. lost women or just gained a lot more men? Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I feel like they thought it was there. It was theirs. And then it was like, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, the, yeah. the ones that understand them, us and the message, they, yeah. they're the ride or dies. You know, we have our people that have been watching us since 2017. Shout out to the 10%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the 10%. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that, that love, they can, they can it's a good the point because there's that really uh, interesting divide that I've been seeing happening lately yeah. is the divide between men and women. Yes. And it's getting bigger and yes. larger. Yes. And yeah. I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. Is like, do you think that's because men are being more vocal now? One hundred thousand percent. That's exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know how you guys feel about these two people I'm about to name, <laughs> but I feel like in like the late 2010s, it was like the Derek Jackson era, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm, and in yeah. Derek Jackson era, you had a lot of like the Tony Gaskins. You had a lot of these yeah. uh, women's dating coaches who really emphasized the wrong that men were doing, and some of it was right. I mean, yeah. there mm-hmm. was a lot of things that men were doing wrong, mm-hmm. and so I feel like that like dominated the space. The real yeah. view is very dominated male I mean female dominated spaces but then I remember when me and Shan talked about it she described Joe Rogan like you know the female Oprah yeah. right so then Joe Rogan comes into the space and now men kind of have a place to listen and to learn and then now we're into like the Kevin Samuels era you yeah. know where it's yeah. like now a lot of these men feel emboldened to talk and to share yeah. and so that's where you have a lot of the tension going on today you yeah know? I mean it's taboo right yeah you know for men for so long we're like shh yeah. You guys had it for a while. Let yeah, the women yeah, have it. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, now yeah. it's kind of like you're seeing that that uproar. No, I wouldn't say uproar because yeah. that sounds negative, but yeah. it's that like the vocal of yeah. men is starting to get louder. Yes, yes. And it's and it's really interesting because like I said, we we kind of were on both sides of it. Like mm-hmm. we went on tour with Derek in 2000. What year was that? 18. 18. So we went on tour with Derek 2018. So we were there when like all the women were sharing and expressing their emotions and we kind of we were like literally a part of that. Mm-hmm. And then now, like in 2020, 21, now we're like, you know, in the space with a lot of guys and hearing mm. them share. And there's so much symmetry going on. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So you see a lot of the same comments. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's why I like. That's so I, interesting. I think it's going to be a really fun conversation because yeah. one of my goals is that I want men and women to both see that we're not the enemy. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of the struggles that we're both dealing with, you know, we both deal with it, but we just don't really understand each other's stories. Yeah. So, Sam. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, you're obviously majority female audience. What are some of the things you've noticed that women sharing to you about their struggles in regards to dating, relationships, and intimacy when it comes to dealing with men? Majority of the time, it's that lack of commitment, the lack of follow through. So there'll be an initial interest that tapers off, um, that a certain type of woman tends to attract all the attention, but everybody else is sort of left for scraps and left in the shadows. But by and large, I mean, the pandemic hasn't necessarily changed the way that people are complaining about it. They're still just looking for more, like put both feet in and be here. If you're going to be here, be here. And if not, then this like one foot in, one foot out, like dance that's happening is just not enjoyable. And it's ruining a lot of people's self-confidence. So I don't think I've necessarily heard anything new. And I, I think that when I've been listening to the conversations that men are complaining about, I feel like they're complaining about a certain kind of woman. Mm. Um, whereas in the average woman is like, no, I'm, I'm interested in listening. I'm interested mm. in knowing what you want. I'm interested in being here for you, but I need you to actually show up for that discourse to happen. Mm. That is interesting. That is very interesting. <laughs> so I feel like we think the exact opposite. 
You oh, know? really? Tell me why. Yeah, I just think, like, you can get that if that woman wants a certain kind of guy. Like, she's there for you. Like, she begging you for commitment, begging you for your interest and for you to follow through. But most of these men don't have women just lined up like that. That they, 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 that they have, they are trying to get that from them. That's, I guess, to your point, maybe you're hearing the same thing on both sides. Yeah. Because yeah. it's almost hard for me to envision a world where uh, a man who's got some form of seduction to him, yeah. doesn't have to be physical, doesn't have to be monetary, but he has something about him that mm. keeps people wanting to come back for more, that if he just takes the time to actually like engage, that there aren't people who are also interested. Mm. Mm. Nah. <laughs> you said, you said not... something that was interesting uh -huh. was that were you saying that some of the men don't have the women lined up or was it the other way around? The women don't have the men lined up. No, I think yeah. it's the men don't have women lined, lined up. Like up. I think the women don't have the men lined up. See? Well, that's the thing. Mm, what yeah. about the people who don't have them lined up? Why don't they get with each other? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, 100%. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think that's the conversation that we need to have. Yeah. You know, and so I say that because, you know, these guys. Real quick, Chris, before oh, okay. I you, let's not talk about the guys. Oh, okay. I, I want to understand the women because okay. I think I think we can share with the guys. We'll do that later on. But I, I really want to understand the women. So the women are sharing to you that there's no men lined up. So what can you break down? Like, what are their usual experiences like? Having an interest in somebody, wanting to invest time, that person ghosting, no explanation. Mm. Having an interest in somebody, maybe the relationship becomes sexual and then it just stays in the sexual realm. and doesn't advance to something else. Mm. Um, or... I, I'm trying to think if I hear from people that the people who DM me are not going to, it, it depends on what your audience looks to you for. Mm -hmm. So they don't look to me for how do I get, mm. they look to me to how do I maintain mm. or like, how do I make something that's already there a little bit better? So I don't see a lot of, Hey, like I'm struggling just to find any guy to be attracted to me. It's more like there, I have somebody who I do enjoy, but mm. I just feel like the effort is not being reciprocated. Yeah. And the age is important. Go ahead. The age is important because when you talk to uh, 18 to 25 year old woman, a lot of times the men that they're dealing with at that age, mm -hmm. let's for lack of a better term, I don't know if we can cuss on here, but they're mostly yeah, fuck boys. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? And so I think their experience with men at that age, they lump all men in that yeah. same yeah. experience. Mm. And so my I, audience is older. Your audience is older. Mine is younger. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so like the, the women that I have came in contact with that, that follow me and talk to me, a lot of times they're just like, I'm dealing with this guy. He says he's interested and then he ghosts and then goes this. And, and so they, they're dealing with this um, experience with men and then they go, I'm over dating. Yeah. I'm over love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, at that age, why are we putting on this expectation on it? As mm. soon as somebody brings up equality, like men or women, if you're dating a woman or if you're dating a man, if they bring up a quality that you deem as like not compatible, mm -hmm. they keep on trying to invest to change them. Mm -hmm. And it's like our standards are weird like that. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have those expectations when it comes to dating. Just keep moving them to the side. But then that goes back to what you're saying is I think a lot of these women don't have the man lined up to be able to make the, the, the necessary option choices because mm -hmm. they have a limited window of, of, of men. Or the real discussion is the perception why. of scarcity. Yeah, the real discussion is why do they have that limit? Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the conversation that should be happening. Is it on the men or is it on the women? That's good. So, Shan, you're saying there's a perception of scarcity. Break that down for the people. I think that there's this idea that I mean we're pair bonding mammals, mm -hmm. and so I. I often give the example of March of the Penguins, right? Like you pick your penguin, that's your motherfucking penguin. <laughs> you guys are going to the end together. And so naturally, biologically, when you have somebody, your brain is like, this is our person. 
even though we live in a world now where there's an abundance of mates and we're gonna live a long time and you don't need a mate for just seven years, you might want one for six months and then one for two years. And so our brain hasn't really caught up to that yet. So I think that every person you come in contact with, especially if you aren't aware of your biological tendencies, you naturally wanna create this long-term pair bond with. Mm. So I think it creates this idea of scarcity model, like you're my person, even though we just like enjoyed a Chipotle burrito together <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. So I think that not enough people are comfortable with the fact that good and good enough are still good. Mm. We could have had a great experience and then this could be as far as we go together and I can let that go and not be resentful about the fact that they can't go further because mm. not everybody's meant to be your forever. And if they were, you'd be a polygamist. This is, this is all really interesting data that I'm gathering because like I said, for me, what I really want to do is I want to really understand exactly what you guys are hearing from the women. Mm. And then I want to juxtapose it from what we're hearing from the men because mm -hmm. I hear things from the women as well. And so we're kind of crossing hairs a little bit. And so I'm trying to think, so Shan, you made a point earlier where you said that the guys are ghosting them. What do women define as ghosting? No explanation for why the intimacy isn't furthering or okay. continuing. Okay. It just stops altogether, right? Okay. I mean, I think uh, situationships is no explanation for why things aren't furthering, where you're just like, so we're just having sex and getting wing stop like forever. <laughs> uh, but ghosting is when all of a sudden there's just no response at all. Mm. Mm. I'm curious to what kind of guys like these women are talking to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've seen the gamut of people and they're not all the stereotypical, you know, for lack of a better term, like Jared's brother, Cray. I was just about He's to bring that up. He's a classic <laughs> fuckboy. He admits it. Okay. He's been honest about his experiences with this. And like, I think that he fits in the stereotypical look of one, yeah. stereotypical style of one. But when I'm seeing people, it, it runs the range mm. um, of people. I think that's also too, like the lack of accountability that exists in our world. Because if I meet you online, there's nobody that we know in common. We don't go to the same grocery store. So I'd rather just not have that awkward conversation with you. Mm. But I haven't seen like a prototype of a I poster. Think, I think the... This is the ugly truth of the matter is, is that when men ghost, there's two reasons why they would probably ghost. Okay. One of the reasons is I don't know if I can maintain this relationship. She's out of my league. That's like the nicer league. That's mm -hmm. the nicer truth. Right? And lesser. The, the other truth is <laughs> I know she's not wifey material yeah. and it's easier. I don't have to have that conversation. I just ghost. Mm -hmm. And that's an ugly truth that a lot of women don't want to hear. But then there's the third truth that people want, which is like, I'm just afraid of love right now. I'm afraid of intimacy. Yeah. Well, that's like, the, that's the, I don't know if I can maintain this relationship, Yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. and, and the other truth is the one that everyone gets in, angry about because mm -hmm. it's like, it's like a, it's me. Yeah. It's actually me that, that, that is not attracting this guy and, and attracting a F boy. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the thing. A lot of it is just like, he's not interested for the long run. Mm. And instead of having that conversation at that early stage off of lack of character, or whatever it yeah. may be, it's easier just to be like, I'm going to ghost this. Mm. Interesting. That's so interesting. You, you want to, you want to, uh, you have any questions or do you want to go into the, some of the guy stuff? No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just really curious of what kind of guys these women are talking to. Cause I feel like Probably. you, so do you <laughs> think that's majority of guys or you think that's the minority? Um, guys? It's hard to say. I don't, I definitely, I don't have enough experience with, with men like yeah. that. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if it's the majority, yeah. but I hear a lot of times from women that this is what they're dealing with. Yes. And I'm sure. I think across the board, I mean, 
ghosting is an indirect breakup strategy yeah. that is relatively new because prior to 2012, the number one way people met was through a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to go somebody when like, you didn't text back Sally. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? Like yeah, I introduced yeah. you. That's weird. Mm -hmm. um, whereas now there's nobody that you have that accountability for. So I think that there's like this rise of it happening because people are like, oh, I don't have to have this awkward conversation. But then we talked about this last time I was with you guys in general, that people just don't learn how to be in relationships. They don't learn how to connect. It's not modeled for them usually within their household. It's not modeled on TV. And so the opportunities that you do have to learn are through the bad relationships, mm -hmm. are through the misfires. And the person who is ghosting is robbing you of an opportunity to learn and to educate yourself. And so the lack of communication on like, hey, here's where you're falling short of being a good intimate partner. Now the caveat is for me, right but by and large like as much as people want different things the main ingredients are relatively similar across the board mm -hmm. but that breakup strategy is robbing people from a chance to like learn and right the wrongs of society and of their parents who again never taught them how to be in meaningful relationships mm. so now this is this is all this is all good stuff so now i want to share a little bit about what you guys said and i want to share a little bit about what i'm getting from the men so there was a study by the University of Indiana that said one out of three men between the ages, I think it was 18 through 29, had zero sexual partners in the past year. Yes. Yeah. I just was on a, a just talking about yeah. panel today yeah. where that was brought up. Yeah. And so what, what you see is that there's a lot of guys who are in these um, incel communities, right? And for those who don't are aware, incel just means involuntarily celibate, meaning that they're not willingly choosing it, but they're having no sex. And so what, what you've communicated is exactly what I've heard from women sharing, that there's a guy they're dealing with and they're trying to learn how to get him to commit fully to her, herself. Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing from guys is I don't have a girl I can commit to. Mm -hmm. So I always say like if there's four major dating hurdles where it's like there's a meeting problem, there's an attraction problem, there's an evaluation problem, and there's a commitment problem. What I see is that women struggle usually where it comes to evaluating and getting a guy to commit to them and where men usually struggle is meeting and attracting. Mm -hmm. So what I've noticed is that a lot of the guys, what they come to me is about having no women and trying to get one where a lot of girls are struggling with, I have this guy, how can I get him to commit? That's mm. fair. Yes. Which then leads to the question of, okay, then why do so many of these men struggle with meeting a guy versus the women will tell me the guys I'm dealing with are always sorry so many men struggle <laughs> with meeting a girl and the women I talk to tell me that their struggles is the guys I'm dealing with have so many women you know mm -hmm. so that's where it's like okay one group of people are in extreme poverty in regards to men and there's another group of men who are in extreme abundance so then I could think that that's what Chris's yeah. point is like so is it all guys or is it a certain caliber of guys that are extremely attractive to especially younger girls that are dominating the dating market and because they have an abundance of options and opportunity they're able to play they're able to be fuck boys all that stuff and that causes a lot of the tension in modern dating so i think that's an interesting question that mm. i'm really looking into because like i said i know a lot of guys have nothing but i but i don't really see that when it comes to women i wonder if that has to do with the education problem though because okay. there's a book that I love that's called Datanomics, which is number crunching for dating. And it says that in coastal cities, 
by and large or university towns, there's a three to one problem. Mm -hmm. For every one man, there's three who are equally educated women who are competing for that one man. Mm -hmm. And we do see this in universities now where the graduation rate for women is so much higher than men. Mm -hmm. And that is a natural place that a lot of people used to mate and meet people. Mm -hmm. no, that's a, no, that's a huge factor. You know, if, if, if this guy is stand out you know, way above the other guys, he's going to have a lot of women that he can, you know, talk to. Or he's just there. He's just there. He's just yeah. in class. Exactly. Right. He's on campus. Like he's around, he's out, he's social. And so if you're not necessarily like a young person who is in a college system or is in an education system, then how are you hoping to meet people? Yeah. Um, and like, again, like the number crunching that's done is usually the reverse. I know I've heard the stat that you said, but the reverse is usually true for finding a mate, but that usually is based on the education disparity. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to ask you, why do you think they are uh, in a position of, of a lack of women? The guys? Yeah. Oh. I, I personally believe, similar to like when Sharon was talking about we're mammals and mammals are pair bonding, the females of all mammal species are sexually selective, right? So usually when you have like these two animals and they're like the last other species, the problem usually isn't the guy doesn't want to mate. The problem usually is the female doesn't want to mate with him. We need to find a way to convince her to mate with this guy. So what I've noticed is that especially in the like in the modern era, like a lot of women are very sexually selective and dating apps and social media and things like that, generally speaking, create that rule mm -hmm. in which I don't see men and we'll talk about dating a little bit later, but sexually selected men are not very sexually selective. Men will, if something's available, they'll more likely have sex with it. But women, generally speaking, are sexually selective. Mm -hmm. And so I think that kind of creates a disparity where there's a lot of guys who are generally not very attractive to mm -hmm. most women, especially as Shan talks about it, as women become more educated, as women mm -hmm. become more successful, now they want, you know, different things that their mother wanted, right? Mm -hmm. Their mom was okay with a guy who had a job. Mm -hmm. Now she wants a guy who has this job or this degree. And 6'2". Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I've noticed that that's one of the biggest things, especially when it comes to like desirability and attraction that a lot of guys are not as desirable to the average woman, from my personal mm -hmm. experience. But I would go ahead, babe. No, I was just gonna ask another question. But no, yeah, you had we, a breath. I want. I want to know where that breath was. <laughs> well, I, I was just gonna say, like in that scenario, is it the man's job to elevate their stance in any way, whether that be working out, whether that be getting out social, whether that be finding a better job, going to school, or is it that women have to start to stop messing with the mm. desired dude and start, you know, branching out? Because at the end of the day. Looks are a fleeting asset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You might be able to connect with somebody and not be, well, I don't want to say attract. You got to have some kind of attraction, yeah. but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, is there a way to disperse that? Like, how do we fix that problem? Yeah. We can say something, Shan? Or you want me to address that? Oh, you can go ahead first and okay. I'll add a little footnote. What do you think? No, it's definitely men have to get better, you yeah. know, for sure. I mean, that's that's the biggest part. And you know, that's why I challenge for it's yeah. all about yeah. getting the guys to get better. And and men naturally, if they put the work in as they get older, they reap the benefits later. Yeah. So that's the thing is like that that F boy at 21, if he put the work in, he can still be an F boy at 40. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and you still get the same girl. <laughs> I know, you know? Sometimes because like the, the time commitment it takes to be a fuck boy. Yeah. I could not do it. Yeah. I can't it becomes be, second nature. Oh, but having the same conversation three times a day having arguments that last yeah. all night yeah. long going you won't to be as one. successful there's yeah. just no yeah. way yeah. there's yeah. no yeah. way yeah. yeah you won't be as successful yeah. as the guy that finally picks yeah. one and therefore he can focus on other things his purpose is business. even if you yeah. don't pick one just be honest with all
all of them so you're not constantly living in chaos yeah that yeah. to me would just yeah. be the bare minimum and they wouldn't they probably wouldn't be a fuckboy at that point no they, they wouldn't be honest he was trying to say if you could be a fuckboy and be aspirational and devote yourself to be disciplined then you can go so far you'd like, be unstoppable no no i agree with chris i think like i said the goal of our channel is to help every man become the best version of himself physically emotionally spiritually and financially so my my philosophy is guys this is this is demand this is the requirements for the job i'm sorry get better yeah right? that's that's my philosophy to the game and so, that's my philosophy too for women of course mm -hmm. yes and so i i agree a hundred percent in regards to the men improving mm. um and so yeah that without a shadow of a doubt that that should be the 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 call for every single man is that hey if you you know this is what they want yeah. you know the, you know that they want men who are ambitious you know they want men who are confident they know that they want men who are financially stable so you as a man go on a journey to become that person yeah don't whine don't complain yeah. you know and then not, not, then expect some women to come to you. You know, you yeah. have to put that work in. So yeah. that's what we try to teach them all yeah. the time. Yeah, it's the only area in life that you do that, right? Because like, if you don't play the stock market or understand it, and you're not making gains in that area, you wouldn't be like, "Why is this happening?" <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, 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 like yeah. you're aware that it takes education, it takes mentorship, it mm. takes practice in low risk environments in order for you to start to see a semblance of success. But mm. also, it's being aware of what the market needs right now. Mm. And this has actually even been enlightening in that sense because the conversation I don't have to have with women is like work on yourself as an individual. The conversation I have to have is learn how to be a connector. Mm. Like that's where I think the lapse is happening where if even statistically it's like men need more and I love what you all do. Mm. And I am a lover of men. I have an incredible dad. I have so many incredible men in my life. I wouldn't be who I am today without men. I love men. Mm -hmm. And I love to see men being supported. Mm -hmm. And I'm somebody who has benefited from the mentality of feminism, which is let's work together. Let's hold each other accountable. Let's, you know, if I was meeting for universities, I would go to the women's group in specificity to try and see if there was an in there for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I utilized my gender to help build a community to get myself further ahead. I think men need the same thing. Yeah. You need that community to say like, like, come on, like I'll pull you up as I'm going up too. Yeah. But now I don't have to have that discussion with women. There's very few women that I, I did a retreat uh, two weekends ago and I was amazed at the resumes of these women who were coming. Yeah. Just incredible as individuals. And it was, we had an aha moment with one of them because she was like, I've accomplished everything, but I just cannot connect. Like, what is the problem? And I was like, read me the 10 books on your nightstand right now. She had a stack of books. Mm -hmm. And they were all like, be the best version of yourself, yeah. be independent, yeah. you don't need anybody else, yeah, happiness yeah. room within, self-care, yeah. masturbation 101. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're, like, you're not yeah. <laughs> reading any tools that yeah. are teaching you how to go outside of self. Yeah. Mm. Now that's interesting mm -hmm. because this leads me to the, 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 what I said, your video, one of the top four or five videos yeah. on our channel and the reason, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, it's a, it's a video where a lot of men love the video. Mm. So it's an interesting yeah. dynamic. And the reason why they loved it so much was men love when women can be accountable. Yeah. Mm. So in that video, Shan was sharing that one of the challenges that she dealt with was that she had an attitude. And then mm. she said, I have to work on my attitude. I have to improve myself. What? I have to do these things. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> Before you, babe. Yeah. And so. <laughs> That's what I mean. Hey, you got hey, to be a camera. You get a good guy. Put the work in, women. <laughs> and, so, and so guys love that. 
Because what I've noticed also is that men don't really see that. Mm. And so what I've what I've what I've tend to realize is that when we when we think about like a man and him in a relationship, traditionally speaking, right? You think about the man's job is to protect and provide, right? And then you let's just say women's job is to nurture and support. Like we know that men just aren't born protectors or providers. Men have to be taught and encouraged and and matured into their into their roles. But I think society somehow creates an idea where women, just by being female, yep. you are naturally supportive and nurturing. And so women feel like because I'm a woman, naturally I'm great in relationships. Mm. Okay, understood. You know, mm-hmm. and so therefore there's not a need. There's not a need to work on self to be good in relationships. I'm just. I, because I am, I'm just good at it. I'm nurturing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But also to women learn how to be great at female relationships. Yes. yes. So that's another area that we think that, oh, I've developed this because I've spent so much time learning how to be a good sister, a good aunt, but to your point, not a good romantic partner. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when they, when they heard Shan take accountability, they're like, man, what we've also noticed is that this is one of the biggest complaints guys share is that women will create standards for men and be like, we want a guy like A, B, C. And then when guys are like, well, we want a girl's X, Y, Z, there's no accountability on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's that disconnect where a lot a lot of men feel like every woman feels like she's she's qualified for a top tier guy without like, Shan, that's why I loved your book so much, without putting the emphasis on becoming a top tier woman. Mm. And I think that creates some of the disconnect in regards to what some of the guys are feeling. Like, you're right, guys have to become more qualified, but I feel like a lot of guys feel like if I'm not six foot, if I'm not making this amount of money, if I'm not this kind of amazing lover, if I'm not to have this kind of success, I'm not qualified for a lot of women my age. So I think that's another thing that I'm interested in if you guys have heard things like that or what are your thoughts of guys who feel like, you know, that the standards that a lot of modern women are setting are unrealistic for men. Hmm. On the flip side, the conversation that I hear a lot is, you know, even I qualify underneath the umbrella of what society deems as attractive. Mm -hmm. And so people will often discount my advice because it's like, well, you're traditionally attractive or societally uh, approved as being attractive. So it's easy for you to say. Mm. And so I think on the flip side, you're hearing, well, I'm not... I don't have skinny privilege. I don't have pretty privilege. Um, I don't dress provocatively. So I don't get to qualify because I wasn't inherently born with, with these skills. And mm-hmm. so I think it's a similar uh, verbiage, but just obviously different attributes. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I never thought of it that, 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 uh, that way, where it's like, we know what the qualifications as a man, what a woman wants. Yeah. But do women know what we want and if we do say that is that an issue yeah um i guess can we go down some of the list of what men want yeah yeah i think the assumption is mm. that men want an instagram model yeah. or they want somebody who everybody is sliding in the dms of like yeah. that's what the what the prize is yeah well i think part of that there is a lot of there's a, there's a healthy amount of men who are like i want a woman that is fit um attractive that's nice that's kind um, so I think, I don't know if they want an Instagram model, but that's what they see all day yeah. and that's what they follow, yeah. you know? So it's probably one of their, in their batches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, what I've noticed is that a lot of women talk about the Instagram model standard, mm. but then my, and no disrespect to anybody to Instagram model industry. I, I always ask them, are all these women married? 
So if all men want to marry these women, then obviously it should be a situation where like almost all these women are married. Mm -hmm. But what you usually find, because you know, I <laughs> I won't get down that <laughs> rabbit hole. But like I've I've noticed a lot, especially in the black community, especially if you go back to the old video vixens from the '90s and stuff like that. Usually those women, they're, they're, they don't get married. Mm -hmm. And I've and Melissa Ford and a lot of other video vixens have come up and talked about some of the challenges they face. So I think sometimes when I always ask- I thought what, they don't get married. They get married, but they don't stay married. Well, a lot of them that I've seen have never been married. Mm. You know, they haven't, and there's a whole different conversation about that. We can get into it later. But what I've personally seen is that a lot of them have never even been married. They, a lot of times they will have a long-term boyfriend. A lot of times they will have a child by a guy. But like actual marriage is a whole different conversation. But so I think the Instagram model the conversation is a bit of a straw man. But to answer your question, what are some things that guys want? I think generally speaking, cross-culturally, guys want a woman who's fit. You know, I think that's one of the important things. I think guys want a woman who's feminine. Mm -hmm. You know, masculinity and femininity is not is not like a heteronormative thing. It's just in even homosexuality and lesbian communities, there's a sexual polarity, right? And so to me, I think guys want a woman who's feminine. I think a guy want a woman who's flexible. I think some one of the challenges now is that in, sometimes in egalitarian partnerships, there's always a sense of like, for a man who wants to be this masculine leader in that sense, like he has to kind of, not be able to lead because it's now oppressive, you know, and things like that. So I think men want somebody who's flexible as well. And and I want to ask Shan this question because Shan made a point where she said, I went on this retreat and these women had amazing resumes. So what would you describe was amazing about their resumes? Like what were the things that you saw that were like, wow, these are great, great qualifications? CFO of businesses, uh, lobbyists who were working on policy that would change the life of themselves and like their younger self, like they are actualizing their dreams. Um, lawyers, people who had start startups that now had massive investments in them, mm -hmm. people who um, moved back to home to live with their family during the pandemic and actually were able to like buy their parents' home for mm -hmm. them. So those, you know, the check marks of, of the career side of things. Yes, and that's yeah. what I wanted to talk about because mm -hmm. That's what I've noticed, like, especially a lot of women today, their success is in the career side of things. Yep. And it's, which is why Shan's work is so amazing because Shan focuses on the connecting side of things, mm. right? And so I think for a lot of guys, what's attractive to a woman isn't so much the career side of things because that's usually what you're doing and investing in. But what makes women so amazing is the connecting side of things. Like, you know, that's what makes grandma and mom so alluring because she she's able to do things and open you up in ways emotionally that, you know, your masculine peers can't. So I think a lot of guys are realizing that a lot of women have a lot of these career-oriented skills, but not so many of the connecting skills. Mm. Are you seeing a correlation on your side from your audience where a lot of the people who are having struggles connecting haven't been able to achieve a lot as individuals? Uh, in regards to guys or girls? Men. Okay. In regard, they have trouble connecting after... So don't have university education, mm -hmm. don't have a job oh, that they'd be yes. proud to share yes. in an Uber if they were asked. Yes, 100%. 100%. So, so yeah, we I definitely see that a lot of the guys are socially inept mm -hmm. because of, like you said, you know, whether it's they don't never went to college, whether it's never left their hometown, whether you know, yeah. even Chris talks yeah. about it as well, like some of it's, no offense, some of your friends in high school, like they never kind of expound outside of high school. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel like that's how they see it as value. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if you have that, that status, that career, you get praise from men, you get respect from men, and then you get 
women that are attracted to you. So when they don't have that, that's why you kind of see them kind of like sit back. Go into a ball. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's where when they go into that ball and don't put the work in, that's where they don't have any women. And we see that that's most men. Mm-hmm. And we feel like these women, when they're having trouble with these guys, they're going after top tier guys. Mm. And those top tier guys are going to work. Yes. You know, and, and that's, the, that's the huge thing. And then we could talk about what these top 10 guys, what they experience in women. Like, they, like yeah, the career thing is cool. I mean, that's, that's what's up. But what we what about the other qualities? You put so mm-hmm. much work in your career. What about your femininity? What about mm-hmm. your character? What about the stuff that I need you to do? Mm-hmm. Like maybe I don't want a, a power couple relationship. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes women we feel like that's what they want. They want a a masculine guy that that also is a CEO of yes. multiple businesses. Yeah. So when they when they reach a new level, they want a guy that's already up there. Mm-hmm. But that guy may not want the quality that you have. Mm-hmm. He may want something else. Yeah. Mm. That's, so that's a huge disconnect yeah, that we see all heavy. the time. Yeah. No, and and no, I agree with you. And so that's so that's some of the parts that there's a great book I recommend people to read. It's called His Knees, Her Knees mm-hmm. by Willard F. Harley Jr. Chris, are you finished? I it? did. It's a good book. Yeah, it's a great read. Yeah. Did you read it? No, I didn't. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's a good. great. It's, it's a really great good. read. It's, really it's just nice when you recommend a book to a friend and they actually finish it. <laughs> it's, just, it's rare. Yeah, and it's yeah nice. no, it's good. It's really good. And I believe. Most people know John Gray's book, you know, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, a popular book in the 90s. So I think sometimes we, like I said, in an egalitarian society, which fights for equality, which is a beautiful, amazing thing, we don't celebrate the differences Mm -hmm. in the genders. And we don't understand that there's unique things that women need and there's unique things that men need. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes that creates a disconnect with each gender understanding that what they need is different. Yes. You know, because I always tell the story all the time, like, I struggled so much dating in my 20s, like absolutely terrible because I was under the impression that oh, I have a great body, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm have a nice smile. I'm very friendly. I was great like, beard. <laughs> I just now got that. And so I was under the impression. I was like, why don't all these women want me? Mm. And then I started realizing that women, while that was interest, like, that was cool. They wanted other things. They wanted ambition they wanted financial stability they wanted success you know so i was like oh well because in my brain i like people who are pretty or have a nice body and has a nice smile so i thought that's how women were naturally drawn to men so it wasn't until i went on a journey of like reading different women's books and different authors and educating myself fabulous people like shan where i learned that okay the unique things that women want um, and then applying those to my life. So I think that's some of the disconnect as well between the genders is not understanding the unique needs of the other. Yeah, yeah. I women think that, don't that really the middle that part though, because there's the looks and then there's the success, but it's the charisma and the seduction, I think is that middle piece that can get you through if you don't have either one. Yes. Mm. And I don't think people spend enough time learning and honing those crafts. If you can do all three at the same time, then you shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Top tier, top tier one percent. But not everybody can do that. Yeah. So yeah. you know. No, but I mean, just like I think for people, it's like it shouldn't be as daunting as oh my gosh, I have to lose a hundred pounds, or oh my gosh, I have to go back to school and put myself in debt by six figures. Mm-hmm. There is, I think, a centerpiece there that you can utilize to still make really meaningful connections and have more mate options. But 100%. do those, do those, if you have that middle piece, will that last into marriage? Would that last to the to the end? 
Yes, I think so. Yes. I was going to say that's why you're here. But <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. You're beautiful, too. Dang. What is going on? Well, no, when I met Jared, you know, he wasn't at a, a we were probably at a similar place in life. I, yeah. I will say that. So I, I wasn't at an advanced level in my life either. But when I met you, you didn't have a six figure job. You didn't yeah. have like. But an Jared's handsome. He doesn't yeah. count. Don't that's play, that, that, don't play that game with me. Come on. Don't play that game with me. But to your point, an Instagram model, do they? get married right so that's only gonna take you so far for men though i'm an instagram model no (laughs) you think for men looks is enough what i'm saying is that what i've noticed that like generally speaking the person who's lacking commitment when they're really interested in somebody is men so what I've noticed, if a woman's really interested in somebody, she's usually ready to commit. You know, I see sometimes with guys with options, they 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 have commitment problems. I don't mm-hmm. really see that with women with options as much. Once mm-hmm. they find that guy, they yeah. they like their yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see like women having like oh I have all these twenty guys I can never commit to one. I usually find them there's at least one guy that they're ready to commit to. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I think when you're an attractive guy, which is usually get the f boy label. You have a lot of women who just because you look good enough are ready to commit to you. Which is mm. on the other side as well. Too. Maybe not the commitment piece. Yes. But. And and so that's why I think on the women's side, you have a lot of guys who might give you sexual attention, yeah. but not romantic retention. Right. Mm. So if you're an Instagram model, you get plenty of NFL players and athletes and rappers who want to hook up with you but how many of them want to commit to you and give you meaningful relationships i think as an attractive guy you can get a lot of girls high quality women off of just you just being attractive who just want to commit and marry you off of that alone yeah you know so that's i mean i'm curious to what your thoughts on that i don't know i would have to like examine that more because you found that that didn't work for you I wasn't looking like Jared. (laughs) (laughs) But you were. (laughs) I just need shots today, man. Uh, (laughs) There's levels to it. There's levels to it. There's levels to you know the. the I think that might be a little bit of the of a grass is greener look at things because I think ultimately. I mean, also too, I don't necessarily even just count being able to get a partner. I mean, people who are in like healthy connections, uh, meaningful, healthy, reciprocal connections. Well, what was it about me? At that time, was it just looks? No. Or was it? The number one quality that you had was your flexibility and your seduction. Mm. So mm. you was extremely charming, um, extremely outgoing, very caring. I think that you have the ability to hold masculine and feminine at the same time, mm. which was really alluring to me. Um, you were curious. And the number one thing, which is something that I tried to adopt a mirror in our relationship, is that Jared was willing to listen and adapt to what my needs were. Mm. And so like was able to take on this egoless approach to, yes, I'm my own individual, but when I'm connecting with you, there's a different version of me that has to show up and Mm. I'm willing to become that version. And so I became more willing to become that version as well too. Mm. Mm. In regards to seduction, do you know how men usually get good at seduction? Humor. Humor? I think so. Yeah, I can say that. I can see that. Yeah, you can laugh. You can, I can laugh somebody draws though. That makes you know sense. how many people, how many women I know. I have done. I have over eighteen thousand people who have submitted to me the self summary workbook, and yeah. I think it'd be fascinating for you guys to see this. But it is data on what women are looking for yeah. in a man, yeah. in a man, what their love language is, what their big five personality is, what their Myers Briggs is, and 
probably in, I have this one activity where it's a word cloud of like 21 different attributes mm. and you have to rank and choose your top three. Uh -huh. Because one of the books I love, which is The Science of Happily Ever After says statistically, we only get three wishes. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to pick, the problem is people's lists are way too long. Uh -huh. You can't assess or evaluate that because there's too many things to hold at one time. And the truth is only three of those you'll be able to keep. So prioritize your yeah. three. And very, very rarely do I see physical attractiveness on there. Okay. Interesting. So, so mm -hmm. two things. One, mm -hmm. I actually got tied to Shiro on the podcast because of you. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was great. He was great. Uh, mm -hmm. Author of science, uh, science happily ever after. But here's where my pushback is to that one. Humor. So my, I originally asked you, I said, what do you think? causes men to be good at seduction you guys said humor which is no, it's no right or wrong answer i guess what i was looking for is experience the more you the more you talk to girls the more you get comfortable with it the more you become skilled in seduction yeah so it's a thing where it's like a I forgot the word i'm looking for but it's where it's um a feedback loop a positive feedback yes. loop. where the more you do it the more you try it the more you you know kind of experience more confidence so like chris's story is really unique where chris was prom king Hey. I didn't go to prom. <laughs> Jared was prom king too. Of course. <laughs> brother, you feel, you feel me, brother? I knew we had a connection. <laughs> we were on the same way. So, so Chris tells a story about in your junior year, mm -hmm. the most attractive girl in school wanted you. He didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. He was just there and the most attractive girl in school wanted him. What that did for Chris's confidence started a feedback loop. Mm. which gave him this motivation, this encouragement. Oh my gosh, he wants me. All these guys respect me. And now that gave you motivation every single day to talk to more girls and interact with more girls. And, and that kind of gives you become more skilled with seduction. Mm. Me, who didn't go to prom, <laughs> you know, I didn't have no girlfriends in high school. So I didn't really have a feedback loop, you know? And so I was nervous and I was insecure and I wasn't good at communicating. And so I never would try, you know? And yeah. then by not trying, I never got better. Yeah. So I wasn't good at seduction. So that's how the stories of men are unique, where the guys who experience wins and success, they get become more and more successful. And the guys who don't, you know, they end up getting um, held behind. And so I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of guys, you're right, the, the physical attraction also, especially at a younger age, gives you a lot of opportunities to meet women where and to practice to practice where a lot of the least attractive guys they don't get that mm -hmm. yeah yeah but you yeah. can create those opportunities in or especially with online dating yes i think that's even a benefit of catfishing to an extent <laughs> because it does allow you to practice it does allow you to yeah. see what the benefits of boldness are yeah it does allow you to take on a persona where you know, that's, I don't believe in fake it till you make it, but I believe you are whoever you consistently choose to be. I agree. So if you put yourself in a setting to be the persona of someone that you believe has the right to be bold, has the right to advocate for themselves, has a right to be confident, has a right to be charming, um, that might actually do wonders for you. Yeah. I think if you use it as a scaffold rather than like, this could last forever, yeah, which yeah, it yeah. can't, there's can be actually some benefit to it. But I tell this all the time, like I flirt all the time. I yeah. practice, I mean, to your point, maybe there's a feedback loop that allows it, it makes it easy for me, whereas maybe somebody who's unattractive might attempt it, get negative feedback, and then have a hard time going to Starbucks the next day and trying again, but. Especially in person. 100%. I think I think that's yeah. a, were you gonna say something? Yeah, no, that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, like, I always try to tell these guys, you have to put yourself in that social setting. Mm -hmm. Cause it was, it was, it was until Fees had told me. Cause I'm like, 
all guys get girls. Yeah, I realized, he's Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking at my friends. The guys yeah. I was hanging out with, they had no problem with issues. Yeah. Yes. I mean, with, uh, with, uh, with women. They had no issues at all. Yeah. So it wasn't until like a four-hour conversation with Fees. I'm like, dang, you're right. The, some guys in, at school that I went to wasn't getting the girls. I had all of them. <laughs> <laughs> How you going to have them? <laughs> so, so I was like, yeah, that makes more sense. Like, yeah. So with these guys, I'm like, yeah, you have to put yourself out there because if you just stay back and mm. and not do anything and not you know try or flirt or approach a woman you're not going to succeed in this life at all yeah that's that, I, I think that definitely played into a lot of my confidence with women was that experience mm-hmm. it's it's partly why it kept me on uh an option in loop yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. getting into different options so I definitely second that, yeah. Yeah. But I think, again, like, you can get more creative. Yeah. And that's the the thing that I kind of have qualms with that I've noticed is that there's this um, romanticism of the past mm. in the communities of men in particular who are struggling in the dating market. Yeah. And I just want to, I don't want to quote, because you guys are obviously much more tapped in than, than I am with that. Do you second that? Do you think that there is a romanticism for the past there, idea? There's 100% is and I'm curious to why you don't like it. Because it's so much more incredible now. There's more options. The beauty standard is so much wider. One of the videos you guys had of uh, the clip of, of Candace Owens in that you know that 12 minute thing that did so well. Yeah. I was just gritting my teeth through the whole thing. Like this is wild <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I'd love to explain it in yeah, detail. Yeah, you know, it's um, good. It's good. But I think what was fascinating is just this idea that there's this like one size fits all approach to anything anymore. Yeah. So now there's, if you struggled in person, there's all these options on- online. Yeah. If you struggle with being yourself, even if you don't necessarily catfish, you can go on Clubhouse where there's no images of yourself, that you're just using your voice to practice. And yeah. so there's just so many more avenues in which people can practice in yeah. low risk environments to get that confidence up or to get an idea of what people are looking for. Whereas before, if you weren't prom king, how were you ever going to have a shot? No, I think you're absolutely right. You know, in in this market, you have to fish with different fishing poles. You know, Mm -hmm. there's flying fishing, there's deep sea fishing, there's regular pier fishing. So you have to tap into the clubhouse. You have to tap into the Twitter or the Tinder, Instagram DMs in person. If you're trying to get better, you want to succeed. I still think a lot of guys are going to fail most of the time. If they don't have the, the status, they don't have the look or the expectation that these women or the quality that these women want these men to have, they're still going to struggle regardless. I do think they give themselves a better chance of yeah. winning because they're actually trying. I still think it's still very low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think similar to what Chris said, I, as a person who I, I sometimes I'm like, I talk about being at the bottom. I really wasn't at the bottom of the bottom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was kind of at like the bottom of like the middle class, you know? <laughs> I was still getting some crumbs. <laughs> I wasn't struggling. <laughs> I was doing all right. And so, but I, I definitely understand, like Shannon's 100% right. Yeah. Like there's definitely a romanticism of the past that's just, it's just unhealthy. 100%. Um, but there is a romanticism of the past in which I think a lot of men feel as though it was easier to get a girl in the past than it was today. 100%. I, I agree with that. I, it's so much, it what was you guys so much think? easier back in. I think from the standpoint that Jared was heavily involved in the church yeah. before, mm-hmm. and he often describes that as the church as being sort of that environment where you don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Like a mate is selected for you, friends are selected for you, you know what you're doing on Tuesday, you know what you're doing on Sunday. So as a result of the fact that we're becoming more isolated, there's mm-hmm. less opportunities to meet, yeah. and there's also less... 
assistance from the elders and like yes. putting people together a hundred percent and telling you you know here's who your 10 options are yes and social media too mm -hmm. yes. it's like I, I i can you know speak to a girl in cali like yeah. I, like the i influx. can fly her out and mm -hmm. then i you know i could do all those things now back in the day what you had is what you had you know yeah. what you saw was what was in the, like the, my thing is I even talked to a girl in the next school. I thought that was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the neighbor's school. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah. shoot, like I talked to a girl in London. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can make it work if I want. Like, yeah. That church insane. environment still exists. You still have yeah. friends no, that, that's, who have had great success. There's people, you know, uh, I'm still connected with the church and I, there's people who are in there and they, they have like not many options. They, they're they looking for a specific type of uh, girl or type of guy mm -hmm. and they just make it work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, do the necessary work and like Shan's saying, they have the elders who kind of guide them yeah. like, hey, you need to work on this and she needs to work on this and there's just like a brotherhood and a sisterhood that's yeah. there that helps them keep that, that unit together. Yeah. Which right now, it's like there's so many options. So yes. as soon as we get into a little tiff if we don't have that time and that history built, yeah. nine times out of 10, they're jumping ship. Mm -hmm. Or they got five on the back burner that they're about to go to because yeah. they have that Instagram scroll or the Twitter scroll. It's so easy access right now. Yeah. Um, exactly. So that plays into the... I, I can understand why somebody romanticizes the past, but at the same time, the past is... There's some negative there too. Of course. Of you know, course. like a lot of, the, you know, like I, I hear a lot of people being like grandma and grandpa. Yeah. I'm like, well, back Oh my then, God, that part drove me nuts. <laughs> Your grandparents were staying together because there's no Instagram. No, they were staying together because they would have gotten ostracized from their family yeah. if they yeah. attempted to leave. Even though my grandfather was a drunk and an asshole and a womanizer and a cheater and a beater yeah. and all the errs in the world. Um, <laughs> but some people's grandparents stayed together because there wasn't Instagram. I do understand that. Yeah. yeah. No, and that and that's a part where, like you said, that's where it's like the duality of it. It's like the modern era benefits women and it kind of hinders men yeah. because in the past it benefited men and to me kind of unfairly, right? Mm -hmm. So in, a, in an arranged marriage setup, men win. I have to do no work. I have to not be charming. I have to not have to be seductive. I don't have to talk and meet girls. I can just do my thing and then my dad will bring me wife. Yep. Yeah. Pretty easy. You and know? she'll do work. But they yeah. still have to be impressive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is generally speaking is like, yeah, you still have to be impressive to an extent, but it's like the work of actually going out and finding women and having to like convince them and meet the parents and all these other things, like that's kind of done for you by your parents. And so in, in a modern era where guys have to now go out and do that on their own, they have to now approach women on their own. They have to now learn how to date and be flirty and, and, and be, you know, um, charming and all those things. So I see that guys in the past didn't have, didn't need swag and all these other things that today yeah. in the free marketplace, now when women have the option of choosing, she didn't have to choose between the three guys her dad gave her, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Now she can say, well, I don't want any of those three. I'm going to pick the guy that I want. And usually it's me. You know? And so I think that's where guys, in my opinion, have not evolved socially to be for this free market like that, to be able to realize that I, I have to be the best. Yeah. I can't just be average mm -hmm. or I can't just be, Complacent. I don't want to use the word average. That's kind of sent into the word average. Complacent and get a partner. 
So I think that's why a lot of guys. But you can. I think that's, again, that's the joy of living in a time with options and with there being so many different facets of what's true and what's culturally true. Because if you just move, people move for work all the time. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't assume you could do a startup. You know, maybe now is different, but you wouldn't do a startup if you lived in Wisconsin. You'd move to San Francisco for a dream job. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a dream, ideal way of living in life, those exist in different pockets of probably the country that you can immigrate and move around freely. Yeah. So go back to those old cities, join a church, yeah. join like a, a, a small community that, that that culture still exists in. Yeah. So I think that that's the thing is if you don't have to long for the past, just look for a community that still upholds those traditions yeah. and assimilate yourself in that. No, I agree with mm-hmm. you hundred percent. And that, that is kind of like the, uh, I think that's a challenge where that's why it's kind of harder. Right. So now yeah. it's like, let's say I'm living in Atlanta and I'm like, I want one of these communities. And then Jared's like, hey, I know one of these small Amish towns in Pennsylvania that'll fit you well. Now I got to go from Atlanta yeah. to Pennsylvania to this Amish community, get assimilated there, you know what I mean? Get a job there. In the hopes. You know? Oh, and there's, there's, there's a, it's there's... going to happen for you. <laughs> it's going to happen. Those yeah. Amish girls, listen. <laughs> yeah. If it's anything like high school. But it's in, would that, will that man be truly happy there? I think. Well, statistically, uh, two-thirds of what makes up happiness mm. or sociologically is uh connected relationships mm. so you'll have a community and you'll have a romantic partner likely yeah. by so, by moving over to the amish town yeah yeah we're saying amish that's extreme yeah. it could be cleveland yeah. right yeah, like yeah. michigan like there's some places yeah, we've yeah. got friends I mean, california people from all over yeah. and the comment that we get constantly here is everybody in my hometown's already married with three kids yeah so yes if you're in the coastal towns yeah. it's very different um, yeah, that culture doesn't exist, but the culture does exist other places. Yeah. Mm. So just get creative other ways. So I just get exhausted when you can't ever go back. So yeah. like us focusing on that is is a waste of time and energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we lack progressiveness. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with what Shan said. And, and, and that's where I think it's like the added level of work that people are just not prepared for. Yeah. Like I said, people are, are people, guys are used to, I just stay in my hometown. My the girl in high school, we, we say to, she likes me, I like her, we get married. That's that's all the work I got to do. Versus now, like you said, you have to put in the extra level of work, and that's kind of to me the general message that I'm like, yo, we we teach guys is that yeah. you can't go back to the past. You're not going back to the '60s. You shouldn't want to do it if you're black yeah. and white. Wow, we're not going back in time. So you have to figure out a way today to be successful. Yeah, and so that's just kind of where, we're like, we really put our emphasis on when it comes to guys. What's yeah. that Maya Angelou quote? Either Don't change like, your circumstance. Oh. Um, I don't know. What. Either change your circumstance or change your attitude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That could be misguided. Yeah. That I mean, that's partly why I love your guys' channel is yeah. because of that. The the advocation for men yeah which is you know growing up i didn't see that yeah you know i didn't I, there was not a lot of male role models that i was witnessing growing up so um it, it's it's very important appreciate you know that, especially man. for men yes today yes yes, yes. yes. and no. women to benefit from that work as well too yeah and i think that that's also a problem too that women look uh, many women look at the male movement as something negative mm-hmm. or as something that is coming to attack or take away mm-hmm. but when men are uplifted and supported and are holding each other accountable and creating community and having a space to share their ideas we can listen more to each other i think the result of that to your point is to be the bridge just for healthier connections overall yes 100 yeah. percent, and and that's that's my philosophy, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but one of the biggest complaints I usually hear women talk about is not usually career. It's not usually, you know, 
I'm not saying it's not usually money, but I main most things I hear about is man, male related issues. Yeah. So if you create healthier men and you create healthier families and husbands and fathers and leaders, it benefits society as a whole. Yeah. So I agree with you hundred percent. I think sometimes, especially like, you know, third, if not fourth wave feminism views a lot of this pro helping men movement. Like it's like, it's demonizing women, you know, but the goal isn't to demonize either gender, it's to uplift one to uplift us all. The problem though, is that some of the people of this community are like misconstruing the message and then they're the messengers who go out onto my platform and other platforms and leave very heinous comments. Yes. Yeah. So it's not the leaders yes. who are doing this per se, but it's, I think it's some of the disciples who are <laughs> listening and then understanding it a certain way and then going out and just calling women all types of names calling me transgender like overly masculine and saying that like we're trying to destroy society or jezebel or ho or slut or all these words that they're saying because they're like oh, i've learned this from this community mm. but i think it's like a mis like, there's a, an error obviously happening so people are like yeah. so like you feel like there's a community of like a, what is large or, or small but it's a community of men that like go to your channel and they're like they're kind of attacking you and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not appreciated by men in general. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm not loved by. There, there is, there's men and women on both of those tiers. I think they're 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 a similar community okay. who are just fed up. Yeah, and so there's a dark side to each person, right? Yeah, we all have it. Yeah, and we've been told keep that down, keep that down. So the online community is not a, a real representation mm. of reality, right? Yeah. They're not yelling that out to you on the street. Mm. They're just getting this dark side out. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's exaggerated yeah. and, and it's hard when, and I'm sure you guys relate to it when mm. you're reading the comments or you're seeing them. It feels like that's reality, but yeah. it's it's really not the reality. Mm. No, that's that's, no, that's no good. good. Yeah, cause I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think now. Have you guys ever had Chrissy on your channel or are you familiar with Chrissy? The 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 colorism girl? Yes. No. <laughs> colorism. She's fascinating. You guys should have her on. I think that there's not interested. <laughs> I think she's very fascinating. I think she's got a really interesting and unique message. But I also think that people hear a little bit of what she has to say and they take that and run with it. And yeah. then that becomes what people think her message is. Yeah. Who who is this? I'll show you some videos okay. of her yeah. afterwards. You know, because I think for me. Cause now I'm trying, now I'm trying to think about what you just said about some of the guys. I think first and foremost, I think a lot of guys are hurt. That's the reality. So when we see that, when people are like, oh my gosh, Kevin Samuels is talking to all these bitter hurt men. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's play that story to be true. Why don't we ever ask why are these men bitter and hurt? Mm -hmm. Same thing with the women. Like, oh, you guys, all these bitter, angry women. They're, they're. Why are they bitter and angry? So I think there's not a really uh, understanding of why each gender is feeling the pains that they feel. You know, not saying your pains is, excuse, is, a, is an excuse to hurt people yeah. with your words, but there's, there's, there's a reason behind it. And so I think when it comes to a lot of the guys, they're, they're, they're hurt by the idea, how can I put this? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think why would they be so mad at you? I think they're hurt at the idea of sexual liberation creating in them a creating in women a culture where men are easily discarded. Hmm. I think and so I think that's the the correlation. So if I'm a guy 
whose girl discarded me for somebody else. Now I'm mad because, oh, she's supposed to stay with me through thick and thin. Like you said, not knowing that a relationship isn't forever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so now he's angry and hurt by it. And then when he sees anybody promoting any form of sexual liberation, now he correlates that person to being the messenger, which now led to my hurt, heartbreak and pain in life. Yeah, I could say that. I can also take uh, accountability and say that the ways that I get introduced often in male communities are for doing things like vabbing like using your vaginal per, uh, fluids as perfume. And so there would be this pushback. <laughs> <laughs> so I can take accountability and say like, yes, the way that I might show up in mainstream culture, I might come on the radar of certain people. Um, there's like a, a famous meme of mine too that's been on Reddit that's like positions me in a negative light. So for whatever reason, I think that men have had this impression of me that I am teaching women to be hoes and Jezebels and that I am not actually like teaching fundamental accountability on both sides and like learning how to be better connectors, mm -hmm. but instead just how to like use your body to get what you want. Mm. Yeah. So what would you say to people who believe that's that to be the case about yourself? Um, I man, think, I, I think they're hurt, but I think that it, it, if, if they're asking for women to take accountability, then they must've played a role in getting discarded. They must've had a, a hand in, in, um, not showing up for mm. whatever that woman. I think it's easy for us, and this is advice that I give to women too. I think it's easy for us to be like, when we go through a breakup, oh, they manipulated me, mm -hmm. or they left me, yes. or they, they did this, and they're always pointing the finger. But in the reality, it's like, we have to start doing this. We have mm. to start pointing at ourselves. So mm. I think if everybody did that, that man wouldn't be worried about that woman because he probably would have got another mate. Mm. I was in a relationship before where it was extremely difficult to admit that I was wrong because they I was always being wronged. So as long as you are on the defense and you are in survival mode, it's very difficult to have insight in those moments. It's like it's like if you're dating, if you're for let's say for women's sake, if they're dating a, a person who's playing them or, you know, they could manipulate it or gaslight or whatever uh, they're deeming them to be. There had, there had to have been signs before mm -hmm. that you waved off. The red flags, you waved off. Mm -hmm. Same for this dude. There had to have been signs that she was trying to communicate to you. You're not showing up for me in this area. Mm. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. You know? Uh, and that might be optimistic of me. Yeah. But I know uh, I had to rewire my brain that way. Yeah. Because when I was thinking that way, it turned me into a dog. Mm -hmm. I didn't treat women with respect. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, the way that they're treating Shan on the internet is how I treated women in real life. Mm. So I had to rewire my brain and being like, you know what, there might be something that I'm dropping the ball in. Yeah. And as soon as I started doing the self-work was when my relationship became yeah. successful, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I think that's the, really the key. Because yeah. to me, like, for those guys to, to watch the video mm. and then to comment and then to repeat over and over again, there's some kind of hurt. Yeah. You know, there's some kind of trauma there yeah. because, like, to take the time out and do that, it's kind of insane. <laughs> you know, yeah. like... There's a disdain for the modern woman. I yeah. think especially if you have a romanticism for the past and you're looking for more of a traditional woman. Um, and I do actually want to take responsibility for something that was said in that interview that you had mentioned, Fees, I thought was really great in that modern women have made traditional women feel bad about their desires. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so instead of it being fem feminism is about be who you are, it's be this version of yeah. yourself. It's yeah. be this person. 
And I do think that modern women can do a better job of uplifting the values and the validity of traditional women yeah. who do still want that. Yeah. And that is a beautiful choice. And that is an awesome thing to want for yourself. And it doesn't make you less. And so I think that maybe every modern woman looks as if she is dismissing um, or undervaluing the kind of woman that that man may want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a really good point because I think, because that, I think that to me is the win for like real feminism. The real, the, the win for authentic feminism is women having the freedom to choose what, whatever they feel like will benefit their lives the most. Whether, whether it's a job, whether it's a family, whether it's traveling, whatever it is, you have the freedom to not be constrained by society to do what you want. I think a lot of guys feel like it's kind of, instead of like having the freedom, it's like the conditioning to be this certain kind of person, mm-hmm. right? Where, I, where you see, what I've noticed, it's kind of interesting, is that when you hear messages from men, it's like, men be whatever you want. Men wear a dress, men paint your nails. Like men have this freedom to like, society kind of pushes in a sense, like a a narrative in my opinion, to create more fluidity amongst men. Whether people agree with that or not, it is is what I've I've seen. But in in women, I see a lot more, like it being more rigid. It's like, if you don't have this job, if you don't have this career, if you're not this kind of woman, if you're not, you know, you don't need no man. Like it's kind of like, you have to be this template in the modern era versus having the freedom to say, you know what, what makes me happy is ne- never having kids and working my job. Or what makes me happy is leaving my job and staying home with my kids and giving women the freedom to choose. And so I think sometimes guys get mad at times because they feel like society is trying to condition women to be this. And a lot of men feel like this is not what we want. Is this an overcorrection though? Because this would 100%. be the flipped conversation 10 years ago. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. Growing up, I didn't feel that it was promoted to be the feminine dude. I felt like it was promoted to be like the tough heart. I mean, it might be different today. Yes. Um, I think yeah. back in the, how old are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm 29. Cool, so we're in the same era. Yeah. So yeah, so I think like back in the 90s, that era was yeah. definitely the yeah. hood era. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? like, no, 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 paint your nails. No, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a, but maybe today, and I, I'm sure like, uh, I have younger brothers, um, yeah. and it's interesting because I don't know if they were affected by that at all. Like, their masculinity is very important to them, mm-hmm. and almost like they look at me like, "Bro, you a little too feminine, man." <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah. it's it's interesting. I, 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 it's hard for me to get with the narrative because I've heard that before. Yeah, that like men are promoted to be more feminine, and men are promoted to be, you know, wearing a dress and doing yeah. that. But I don't, I don't think society looks at it as a good thing. Mm. that's a great point Mm. because i think it it goes back to the environment so like when i was teaching in inner cities in 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 fort worth texas no it was it was toxic masculinity you know it was straight up like you gotta fight it's like you can never cry you can't smile like there was a culture there (laughs) you can't smile you know definitely don't laugh around (laughs) (laughs) you know but then when i was in the suburban schools it was like hey guys if you fight once you're expelled yeah hey guys be nice hey guys tell us how you feel Mm. like express your feelings with the guidance counselor you know Mm. so I see kind of like, depending on the environment mm. you're in, you're either in that place where it's like that hardcore old school masculinity or more in this more progressive era where they're trying to, you know, make sure that men aren't these, you know, 
macho abusive guys that there's a caricature of how men were in the past so i kind of see i kind of see both of them. and there's not a lot of space for that man in society anymore yes yeah. so just by way of automation a yes. lot of those macho positions are just they're utilized now by computers and robots mm -hmm. so we don't need that we need cooperative we need people who are good listeners we need people who can lead and follow at the same time we need people who can be vulnerable um, and not just from a work setting standpoint but also you spend more time in the home now than ever yeah. you're not going to work from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. and eating two pieces of chicken going to bed anymore okay you're home all day with your partner I have a mm -hmm. question for you Shan so if you if you were to describe everybody can answer the question but i'm interested in what sham will say if you were to describe the type of women not type of men that women desire not by what they write but by they actually date and go after how would you describe that that caliber of man say that one more time okay <laughs> i'm sorry that, that, that so if you were to describe the type of man that most women would desire and go after not what they'll write on paper but what they'll actually go out and date and want to be with how would you describe that band that most women from your experience desire today? I would say they would want somebody who is successful financially, uh, financially stable, mm -hmm. financially stable over financially uh, affluent, I would say okay. financially stable. Um, somebody whom they can bring around their network and that their network connects with that person or that network approves of that person, like looks at them as admirable. Sexually compatible comes up quite a lot. Mm -hmm. um, from what I've seen, people are like looking for in a partner. And yeah, probably like I, I think a big overlooked one is like can mesh and be fluid with, with my network. Yeah, Can make me look good around my friends and can connect with people that I care about. No, I like that. What about you, Jerry? What do you have you noticed that you, that the type of guys that women want? Um, uh, I, I hear that women want financially stable. Mm -hmm. I hear like, uh, they want them to be go-getters, mm -hmm. you know, self-disciplined. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and there has to be a, a charm and seduction mm -hmm. that's, that's plays a place in there or yeah. has a role in that. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, it seems to be like the same archetype of dude for yes. sure. Yes. Um, Chris. Yeah. No, no, 100%. I think um, the success, the status, um, like you said, the attraction and seduction, I think a height requirement as well. Yeah. Um, yes, the, that's, yes. Yeah. yeah. The money, I think I think they have to have it all. The, the fashion, how they yeah. carry themselves. Yeah. You know, I think they're, they're looking for perfection, yeah. basically. So I, I think all of you guys describe very similar things because I think even when Shan described Bring, being able to bring somebody around your circle and then make you look good. That's like a level of status, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm a woman, I'm a lawyer, and I'm bringing somebody to the holiday Christmas party, I can't bring a janitor, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I need to bring somebody like, oh, this is my guy. My he has to own him on first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a dentist. He's somebody yeah. of equal esteem. Or but if he's funny... No, but you, I think that makes up for a lot. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think you got to talk to your women about yeah. that. <laughs> I, don't talk to that. <laughs> I think that there is the pool. Like, so, and don't get me wrong. A uh, custodian is a good job. Yes. So if you have a trade, that's actually a good job to of find course. a man who's got a stable income that can support themselves. Like I think that's that's probably not the best example. So 
Maybe if it's the guy who has a startup that hasn't really started, like that person that you have to, when you ask what they do, they're like, how much time do you have? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. That person might be a bit trickier, but the person who's got a job and who is stand up, but is also funny, I think can yeah. go a long way. And I see, my thing is, I don't, I think because of his job, he, she won't even find out that he's funny just because of a custodian alone. But you don't get to that part. You get to the humor first. The humor is probably the first layer that you that you bump up against. But because my thing is like you might get friend zoned maybe, um, but that's still an opportunity. Because like <laughs> most of these guys, I feel like they don't even get a chance of even being in front of them because of their status and their occupation or the lack of money. Because they're not in the same areas. Like yes, how yeah, would they like, not? like like all of it. I think it's social circles, yeah. like social media things along those lines. And the reason why I brought all these things up was because. You guys all describe traditionally masculine traits, ambition, success, mm -hmm. status, height, you know, like charisma. Like, like these are all traditionally masculine. I think social fluidity is a new ask. And I, I think it's a fairly new ask. I think it's a new ask as well. But I think it's like, how, how important is that on the list? Right? So if we were to say, okay, from, from most desirable to least, what gets me going the most? I've noticed that women will write down emotional traits. I want them caring and kind and compassionate, able to listen to me and flexible. But then when you see the guys they're actually going after, the guys that like Jerry talked about, like that are the fuck boys and stuff like that, a lot of these guys, they don't possess any of these traits. They possess the more, well, he's, he's charming, he's seductive, he's handsome, he's successful, he's, he's this ambitious kind of guy. So I think what's, what, so men are seeing and not listening. So when women are like, we want guys who are A, B, and C, men are like, well, we see you guys with guys who are X, Y, and Z. And I think that's what causes some of the disconnect where men are like, a lot of women today are wanting, are saying they want these things, but the guys they have children with, the guys that they're dating with, the guys that they're really desiring are going to be these caliber of men. So therefore, how, how, so as society tries to make men more, egalitarian socially fluid I, I don't if that's what society desires it is what it is men are seeing like but that doesn't benefit me dating because the traditionally masculine men are beating us over and over and over again i don't think so okay. it's traditionally masculine but maybe because i think social fluidity also has to come like i said with the backdrop of being independent it's not one or the other because I'm not even going to be in the same room, to your point, if we're just not in the same network of success. Yes. Again, going back to university educated. Mm -hmm. Like if we're not in the same classroom, it's not even possible for you to seduce me. I don't see you. I don't talk to you. Yeah. So I think that we do want somebody socially fluid and also who has some of the more, I guess, traditional, independent, masculine qualities. But I don't Which think- Which one is most important? If you, do you think they're both the same or do you feel like one is more important than the other? I think it probably is true that majority of heterosexual women want somebody who is financially stable as their number one. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Yeah. Um, and I know other people who also don't. I think that there's also, so. But it, do you think that if I didn't develop the skills to bring in money, would social you? Social fluidity was probably you, your number one. No, I agree. This, this is a great but question. But I agree. But, this is a great question. But I think do you think that if I didn't develop the skills over time to be, you know, bringing money and add an asset in that area, would we continue to work? Oh, absolutely not. 
Yes. No. Well, because I grew. So as yeah. I was leveling up and like, I didn't expect you to be what I wasn't. Mm. So I was still also at the same time willing to work with people who were where I was because I needed to be worked with as well. Mm. But yeah, if I was continuing to level myself up and I had ambition and my partner wasn't mirroring that, we just fundamentally wouldn't have the same lifestyle. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite psychologists talks about like the four tent poles of a good relationship are similar values. And so I care what you care about. I care about similar morals so we have like a bigger long we have the same long picture mm. of life mm -hmm. similar lifestyle you know if i go to church and you don't it's going to end up being a problem mm -hmm. and then just proximity yeah. we have to be mm -hmm. around each other yeah. and a big way for proximity is we have to exist in the same social set, uh, networks yeah no yeah. yeah no i think it's interesting because i think you know to your point about the masculine and feminine i find that a lot of people think of the exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. But if we go down to averages, is it an average that women want masculine men yes. and, and men want feminine men? And, and I go for us, like, I, I'm pretty balanced between the two. Yeah. But the one thing that I will say about each of us, and, and you're very masculine, you know, that's, that's um, you're very masculine. So I find that the only reason why it works is because my masculine side is not in question when I display the feminine side. Yes. Although you are masculine, your femininity is not in question. That we know, like it's visually represented that yes, we can tell that there is a soft, you know, nurturing side to Shan. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's overlooked because when people hear, oh, we want masculine, they're, they're thinking about all the nuances. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, I'm attracted to a man that's, you know, we, we think of Prince, we think of, you yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah. we think of all the, the exceptions to the rules. Yes. Yeah, exactly. and what's the average, yes. you know, that's the, that's the interesting part. I love that point Great because point. that's that's exactly what I, I think. And then even like when you say people like Prince, is like Prince was a musician. So the, the more feminine musician, that's still masculine competency in a weird sense like you know being a, a singer who can sing songs like there's still a level of masculine competency that's attractive and and, and it's a level of ambition yeah. and drive and purpose and passion that's also sexually desirable and so i think that's probably some of the things in which i'm seeing going on in society is that a lot a lot of the women the things that they're wanting are these things and then the question becomes are the men also wanting that so to Shan's point, Shan was like, one of the first things that women want is financial stability or financial flourishing, whatever you want to define it as. And so a woman would think, okay, to be qualified for this financially stable man, I need to be a financially flourishing or financially stable woman to be his partner. But the man is not naturally picking that, right? Yes. So I think that's what creates a disconnect because not saying women are doing this to get men, but when you're when when you're like, I want to get a guy, and I'm putting all my energy into my career and into making more money and getting degrees to be equal, only to realize at the end of the day, he's not requiring all the things I spent all my years trying to gain. And as a byproduct of spending all your years trying to gain these masculine competent skills, you've never gained the feminine connecting skills that a guy like that will naturally desire. And so to me, I tell people all the time, it's just, it's like I said, it's not this heteronormative ideology, but it's simply, it's like salsa dancing. Some people in the bedroom want to be the competent leader. That's what gets them going. Some people in the bedroom, what gets them going is being the willingful follower, right? It's just salsa dancing. Some people like one, some people like the other. Some, if you're a, if you're a masculine person, you probably wouldn't enjoy going salsa dancing and being led most of the dance. 
And if you're a feminine person, you probably wouldn't enjoy going salsa dancing and being having to lead majority of the dance, right? And so I think sometimes when um, women don't gain those um, feminine connecting skills that you know Shan tries to teach and other people like her, then when they try to date, they don't realize that their equal isn't a guy who just has the same amount of money as you. I have this thing that like I rack in my brain um, because I've benefited from having feminine qualities or feminine energy at times. Uh, I, I used to give the advice that that wouldn't hurt you in the dating. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it doesn't hurt you. It never hurt me. Yeah. I always had options. Yeah. I always had, you know, it didn't, it didn't affect me. Yeah. But what I'm not taking into account is that um, I'm looking at that exception. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm looking at the exception. Would the average dude be able to present feminine and still have options in women? Yeah. I don't know. What Maybe do you, not what presenting. You like, you know what's interesting that you said to me that was early in our relationship? You said most women that I've dated before present soft but are actually hard. Yeah. And he said that you, he said, I present hard, but I'm actually soft on the inside. Yeah. So it becomes an earned quality. Yeah. But you still have to have those skills, I think, if you want to maintain a relationship. Of course. Well, that's that's the other thing is that it takes a balance of both. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it takes a balance of both. But, but it we're always... talking specifically about attracting. Yeah. But I think maintenance does require femininity. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, I, and I love that point that you brought up because cause that's something in which I think people get lost on that. Like they, like you said, like a guys like you, in my personal opinion, if you're an attractive guy, you're a musician, like that's yeah. a, man. Yeah, you, you got, got the charm, man. man. You, 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 you're a charming <laughs> you, person, You can man. sing to him, dog. Come on, like, come on bro. You, right you're in a whole different game, yeah, man. Dog, you're in a whole different level. On, and so for you, those feminine soft skills, you're you're already registering as a masculine man to yeah. them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, and another thing I tell people all the time is that I'm not trying to create rules. I'm just telling, I'm just trying to express reality. If women, if men were feminine and women desire that, that wouldn't be the problem. Yeah. The problem is that men are becoming more feminine and women are not desiring that. If we were living in a truly egalitarian society where the feminine man is as desirable as the masculine man, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be having a problem. But is it that men are becoming more feminine or they're becoming less independent less i think that's the difficult dominant. part is like defining masculinity yes. and femininity yes. well, it's so hard to define because i feel like it's always it's like this mystery land right yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. The, if we think of the, ne the the qualities like i find that a lot of times in men mm -hmm. when they think of feminine energy in men they're thinking of insecurity they're thinking of they need validation yeah they're thinking of that there's there's weak mm -hmm. you know but the the reality is like that's not necessarily feminine yeah that's just bad character exactly you know so exactly. it's it's hard to define them so that i always find that the conversations around masculinity and femininity gets tricky mm. gets sticky gets lost but is there a six-figure man i'm using six-figure but is yeah. there somebody who's financially stable who has strong sense of self who is confident who knows how to command presence in a room mm -hmm. who is also intuitive empathetic um a listener emotionally vulnerable who's doesn't have mating options no no heck no, no. Doesn't have is, he's also he's all so oh is God. the femininity the the swing factor that no. makes someone less desirable no, 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 no. I, I think you hit the nail on the head one of my favorite books is like are we have a recommended reading book a reading list number one for every guy is called the way of the superior man it's it's an amazing book. And David Data is a beast at it because the superior man does not demonize femininity. Femininity is not evil. You know, mm -hmm. like it's not evil. 
because when you look at the yin yang thing, yin yang thing, <laughs> I always mess that up. You see that in the in the black, there's a white dot, and in the white, there's a black dot, showing that you like the feminine does need masculine, and the masculine does need feminine. So I think you're right. The issue isn't the feminine soft skills, but it's being devoid of the masculine hard skills. Yeah. So to me, I think I specialize which is why I struggle in dating. I'm really good with the feminine soft skills. I'm good at talking and expressing my emotions and my feelings. I'm good at that. But I didn't have the masculine um, ambition, the masculine confidence, the masculine charisma, the masculine charm, you know, the masculine stability and things like that and the independence. And so I had to learn how to build those masculine skills to become more of a desirable person. As David Data says, the ultimate man has both. It's yeah. the balance. So, yeah. So yeah. I see a guy balance. like I see a guy like um, Jared as a guy who has both, who has the ability to be soft and to be and to listen and to care, but also to be strong and dominant, to be a passionate lover and stuff like that. And so I think when you devoid men of those masculine skills, that's what makes them unattractive to women. Like you said, like if a guy right now is is not independent if a guy right now is financially unstable and he meets a woman she views herself i gotta be his mom yeah and so what i've noticed is that when a woman gets into that motherly energy with a man that's more of that now she becomes a masculine and he becomes a feminine and mm. that's the turnoff and i always say well, why doesn't she become matriarchal instead what do you mean where she's the mother She's the ultimate mother. She nurtures. She speaks to his highest self. She's and speaking not, she's of not seduction style. So interesting story. It's a turn on when a woman calls a man daddy. It's a turn off when a man calls a woman mommy. Yes, for sure. Because I think it's that's what I've noticed. Go ahead, Jerry. You want to say something? Oh, no, I was yeah. going to say, I think when um, what would keep the woman around. But M-A-M-I be- is a turn on. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I think I think what the woman that does go into that nurturing vibe with the, with the man, I think what they hope is that they're inspiring them to be to get to get better. Yes. Um, and I think if they don't have that inspiration and they just stay who they are. Mm-hmm she would eventually lose interest. I think my number one seduction style is my ability to speak to someone's potential, not their reality. Mm -hmm. I think that's matriarchal. Yes. Where I don't talk to you like you are who you are in front of me. I talk to you like I can, I'm curious about your hopes and dreams and that's how I address you. And then that inspires that person to do better. But that's what I mean. Like that that, relationship works. That's what you brought to me. Yeah. That's what you brought to me is that when we first met, all I had was charm. All I had was seduction. All I had was potential. That's all he needed, right? But, <laughs> but, but what as we developed our relationship, there was you even you even told me there was multiple times where you were like, I think this has ended. And the only reason why I kept going is because you inspired me to level up my character, to level up my self-discipline, to level up myself in, in all the areas of my life. That's what I'm saying though. But as because Fees was saying that that dynamic doesn't actually work. But you, if the man yeah. doesn't Exactly and get inspired and change. And yes. then I also I think that like his traits, his like character was really high on your list as well. So it's like, yeah, he has these things and he may not be the man or like making the money that he is. But since I love this about him, like this can keep me in the long run and push him to inspire him more. But like you like like we said, if he didn't get there, eventually you'll probably be re- go resentful of him and then unattractive and then it would, would work out. We see it all the time. We, yeah. had, we had a woman on the show oh that basically, <laughs> like basically like she broke up with the guy because he was lazy, he wasn't ambitious enough, he wasn't on the same goals and that's it, you know? And, yeah. and 
that, I hear, that we, we see hear all the time. Of, we hear that a lot. Yes. Yeah. That's the most, that to me is one of the most common things that I try to tell guys that you have to hear. Cause like I said, though I help a lot of guys, as you know, women are very curious about this. So women are always calling me for one-on-ones and, and kind of ask my opinion. But one of the biggest things is that what, so what turns off so many women is that if they call a man, if they inspire a man and he doesn't rise to the occasion yes, and he stays complacent as she becomes more ambitious, as she becomes more driven, as she becomes successful, if he remains complacent, it's over. Mm. And everybody's over. time is different. You know, mm. it could be one month. It could be one year. It could be a few years, but people have different times. But I guess that's the point that I'm making is that that man's still getting a shot. He's getting an opportunity. So the notion that you have to but he have still has everything. Something, no. yeah. he, Jerry had swag. He had the look. He had he had that. So he had something that kept you around. Most of these guys don't have the swag, don't have the look, can't dress, can't can talk to And they got money? No, nah, that's not happening. But how can you advocate for those people who've done nothing to build up their well, own chances? But I think that's what your guys' podcast is all about mm -hmm. is 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 speaking to the men and inspiring them yes. the way they would if they had a woman that would inspire them and they don't have that woman so they get to get inspired by your guys' message and yeah. learn what they need to fix yeah. without needing that woman to inspire them. A hundred percent. In case you guys are wondering, yes, the baby just came into the video. <laughs> Shannon had to take care of the baby. So it wasn't like, was the baby here the whole time? Yeah, yeah. The baby. Under the table. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Keep your baby on the table. <laughs> it's a babyless podcast. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Chris. Oh yeah, no, that's very important, you know, yeah. and, and we even want to inspire that because like, we don't want you to rely on other people. You mm. don't even have to be a woman. It's mm -hmm. just, you don't have to rely on your parents or mm -hmm. these other people that you put in this high hierarchy position mm. to force you or inspire you to do things. Mm. You got to find that within yourself. Itself, yeah. You know, you got to find that purpose within yourself mm. because when things happen, people go away, people unfortunately pass away, you know, certain situations happen to us. Mm. You still got to do what you have to do for mm. yourself. Yeah. yeah. But I guess the truth is that it's not by yourself. It's through the power of community, yes. which is yes. how I think women have been able to rise. Yes. I spent my entire life in women's groups and being scaffolded and taught by women only spaces. Mm -hmm. And so I, I agree that what you guys do is incredible because it's creating the same opportunity and advantage. Yeah, no. And I think, man, the point that Shannon and Jared brought up was so deep was that a lot of men aren't, if we're honest, a lot of men are inspired to greatness from women. Yep. Like if we're being honest, yeah. I know a lot of guys, yeah, like you, yeah. I think you talked about it before where you said your friend who had a, had a kid and that just changed his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think historically that's what really inspired a lot of men. And so in a arranged marriage setting, you kind of got that, whether you were the most ambitious guy or not, you got a level of inspiration. But mm -hmm. today in a free dating market, you don't get free inspiration. Mm -hmm. You have to you have to be competent in some way or form or attractive to get the woman to make to then maybe get the inspiration. That's logical. That's like you gotta have money to get a subway sandwich. <laughs> right? Like that's just that's transaction. So I feel like that's the thing is that there's a net Entitlement never works on either end. Mm. So not on a male aspect or a female aspect. Like everybody has to be conscious of where they live, what the expectations are, where they live. And I think that it's also important to acknowledge, like, are you an exception or are you somebody who would benefit from the rule? Mm. And mm. as much as I, I love what you said in that Candace thing of like, try both for yourself. Yeah. Like try out various different ways of finding happiness and of mate seeking. That's what your twenties are for. Yeah. One of my favorite studies basically said that 
uh, American 20 year olds are less connected, have less financial freedom, have less accomplishments than that of first world, uh, 20 year olds in first other first world countries like Japan. But our 30 year olds are superior because we spend our 20s getting to know ourselves, yeah. because we spend that time experimenting, of traveling, of trying various different majors to see what fits best for you. So yeah. I do agree with that. Like, try and see what works for you. But if what works for you is complaining, I think that's where the problem is on either end. Yeah, I think I think a big reason why um, relationships fail or they can't get a mate is a lot of people they don't know what they actually qualify for. Mm. They don't know that what they actually qualify for, so yeah. they're going for above what they actually can get. One hundred percent. And so they get mad at the system, and then yeah. and then you know they're not working on themselves or being like, okay, well, how do I? Okay. (laughs) How do I get to that place to qualify for what I want? I think it is healthy to attack the system, though. I will say that. Mm -hmm. I think there has to be a balance between accepting the way that things are and trying to change yourself to be optimal within that, Mm -hmm. but also challenging the world to be better. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. If you go on either end, though, I think that's where you get lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's good because I think the first thing that that when what what really stood out to me that Shan described was. You have to understand, no, sorry, Jerry described it, what you're qualified for, but not just that, you can't make excuses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Shane was like, like, that's why I tell guys all the time, there's, there's no excuses here. Mm. I, like, like, we don't, like, we just don't have it here. We're not mom, we're not grandma, we're not auntie, we're just not that. Like, there's no excuses. The only solution, <laughs> the only solution is to become the best version of yourself, you know? Mm. <laughs> and so to me, I think that's really important for the complaining. For men, like no complaining, become the best version of yourself, and then you'll be able to attract the kind and caliber of woman that you desire. Become the best version of yourself and then go where your best version would be accepted. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this leads me to Okay. Cause the baby the baby's telling me to wrap it up. This leads me to one of the <laughs> one of the final points, which which Jared kind of alluded to, where he said you have to kind of know what you're qualified for. So yeah. I'm interested to your take on this, um, Shan. There's a book I'm reading right now. The book is titled Marry Him, The Case for Settling for Mr. Good Enough mm-hmm. by Lori Got- Gottlieb, I think it's her name. And so, oh, there goes the hair. <laughs> favorite. And so the premise of the book is that a lot of modern women create standards based upon qualifications they think they have. Mm-hmm. You know, so the example would be, you know what? I, I think I'm a good student. I only want to go to Harvard, Yale and Columbia. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is they create these standards for men and their whole lives are trying to find this man that meets their standard, whether or not they're qualified for that kind of man or if, if that man exists. But what happens is as you get older, the standard doesn't increase, it decreases, it actually increases. So you want more and you want more, especially as you climb the corporate ladder. So what she found is that herself and many women along the lines were in their late thirties who have extremely high standards for men, but they were all single and struggling with connecting. So do you feel as though that when it comes to a lot of women today, their standards for men are, are unrealistic. And if so, what would be your advice to women who potentially may have unrealistic standards for men? Um, one of my favorite philosophers is Elaine de Botton, and he talks about 
love is a skill, but furthermore, like Jesus really taught that, that when you're good at loving, you can love anyone. Mm -hmm. And so if you are finding a hard time finding mates and finding connections, get better at love and you can work with almost anybody. So I love that notion of good and good for enough is you can still make something great if you have the skills to possess, to bring out the best in other people. What if she, what if the women are saying, we don't want to settle for those guys that we feel are good enough? Well, then that's number of this, this number crunching. So okay. sure. If you know that and you, if there's a hundred marbles and you're going after the two marbles, then just be aware that to get those two is going to take a lot of work, a lot of adjusting. Just like if you're trying to get into a university that only has five spots, mm -hmm. you're going to have to excel and be above and beyond. You have to be incredible, mm -hmm. but be aware of that. You yeah. know, in it, at the end of the day, if you know that you don't want to put in that work or that's not likely for you, or you're not willing to relocate, then just get better at loving. Mm. If you get better at that, then you're going to have a shot at making good enough relationships great. Yeah. Yeah, I think those qualities is what most of these women ignore. You know, what like what does that guy or what do most men want? You know, it's that that character piece, that feminine piece, you know, that supportive piece. And like you said, I think that runs the same along as, you know, being a loving person. You know, and it's it's hard to find just good people in general, you know, especially when you get into relationships. So I think if people can work on that character, you know, I think they can really, you know, excel because we always preach high character first, then high value. Yeah. You know, we want yes. you to have the character piece and the high value piece. Like, yeah, the high value stuff is, is sexy. That's what you want to learn. But what, what's going to really impact the world, what's really going to bring, you know, the, the, the what God wants you to get is that character piece. Yeah. And that's just something that we cannot ignore. And we feel like, you know, all, women included should ignore it as well. No, that's a good point because I think I and and that was so interesting about the book because in the book she what she described was so many women were dating what they said were great guys who were extremely supportive, but they didn't have this job, but they weren't this interesting, but they yeah. weren't this funny, but they weren't this. But what was the most important part of a relationship, as you can only imagine, the commitment, the faithfulness, the love for them, it was there. And so I've noticed that in the modern era, like like you said, Chris, that character component is not even like highly valued, mm -hmm. where it should be like the number, the most important thing in a relationship is somebody who wants to be with you. Yeah. But we have all these other things on our list that have nothing to do with someone actually desiring us. Well, I think like social um, cachet means a lot today. Mm -hmm. And so that's what people have to learn as well, too, is that like having the acceptance of people around you, because that's what it's really about. Like when I bring you into a room, you're not impressive, you're not shiny. Mm. And that's the same thing with bringing a woman to a room who's not traditionally good looking either. Maybe she's not impressive or not shiny, but there's other things if people are willing to take the space to get to know them. So I think it's an education on both sides of that, of like, and that's, there's numerous studies that say that people who get married for looks don't end up uh, reporting more relationship satisfaction. Mm -hmm. People who get married to somebody who is financially uh, successful, but doesn't have other qualities are not more satisfied in the relationship. Mm. And maybe those stories have to be amplified more so people can wake up and realize what really is important. So mm -hmm. my last follow-up to that one is, so what happens in the book is that people acknowledge that, but then they still want more. They're like, okay, I, okay, Stan, you're right. There's probably a great guy out there who would be loving and supportive and make me happy. But then, <laughs> but then she feels like, but what if there was another guy out there who was loving, supportive, that could make me happy and was handsome? So she noticed that a lot of, a lot of women, what they were doing was that they're constantly hedging their bets with, okay, like 
yes, he can make me happy, but maybe tomorrow there's a better guy who can make me even more happier. How do you feel like a person who believes that there's better, always better around the corner, how do they reconcile that idea? I mean, great mind. That's an inventor's mind, right? Like always believing that there's something better and something greater. And there's probably an attribute to that personality that is why they are so successful. Mm -hmm. The reason that they challenge themselves and constantly want to reinvent and see what else is out there for them. But I think that you have to learn that what makes you happy and successful in your career is very different from what does so in a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that that quality, even when you do get the person who meets everything on your list, that that quality is going to sabotage that relationship too. Mm -hmm. So I would work on that quality within myself. Yeah. I had to work on that too. Like, you know, we talked about my disagreeableness. The reason that I have the career that I have is because I'm disagreeable. Mm -hmm. I created a career for myself that was not, it, I made this shit up. <laughs> um, and in order to do that in a way, in a, fa a way, in an industry that women are deeply shamed in, I had to be very disagreeable. Mm. So it worked for me in that advantage. I realized though, it was sabotaging my romantic relationships. Mm. So I had to start deeply working on that. Do I still utilize that in my career? Absolutely. But I had to learn that this was what was my bright side in one area was my dark mm. side in the other. Wow. And it's I mean, I think a lot of, uh, you know, players can relate to that. Mm. A part of the reason why I, I would never settle down. I only had three girlfriends in my life. It was bar it was that reason. It was like when I was getting uh, when I was, you know, finding a good girl, I'd be like, well, what if there is this one girl out there mm. that can, you know, do this, this and this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I kept you know, every time the, the next best thing would come around, I'd, mm -hmm. let's go try this one out. Yeah. And so I think that that's kind of a cool life though too, isn't it? It gets old. And I'm sure the women out there that yeah. are, are, are constantly looking for the next dude, they're probably like, I'm, I want to marry now. Yeah. yeah and at so even that point, I think with the women, they get that top tier guy and before they have to go to the next level, it's even harder to find that. Yeah. Versus I think men, it's kind of easier for us to yeah. find another beautiful girl. Yeah. That would do this. And then yeah. I would do this. Yeah. For women. And then even that, like some guys, we can kind of date down a little bit yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. But women, once they experience a certain level, they can't go, they can't go down. They can't no go more. back down. Yeah. Heck no. Lifestyle guy made. Yeah. 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 And then what also happens is that, the, the honest truth is as you get older, you become less competitive in the market. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so one of the things they talked about was when a lot of women turn, you know, a certain age, then all the guys in their age group wanted younger women. Mm. And so that was like kind of like where all of a sudden, like in your 20s, there was an abundance. And then as you get older, the, the guys in your age cohort, because you always wanted those kind of guys a little bit older. Now they wanted you know, younger women. Mm -hmm. So now your options end up dwindling even more. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating that you mentioned that players experience the same thing because in the book it described it. They yeah. said players do the same thing. Yeah, Players are always wanting more and what's next and never satisfied. And they talked about, it, I think it's like um, maximizers versus satisfiers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like maximizers always want what's the, what's the best I can get yeah. versus satisfiers are just satisfied with, you know, the beautiful family and the yeah. loving child that yeah. you have in front yeah, of you. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 so. yeah. And then even for men, it's just like as they get older, that I think the range of women they can get increases as well for those yeah. players. If they yeah. put the work in mm -hmm. and they got money and they <laughs> oh, they can play for the rest of their life. Versus women, it might not be the case. In that, in that yeah. Case. yeah, yeah. I guess that's that book though sounds like the story that everybody wants to tell. Which I'm always weary of those stories. Like I'm worried of the stories on the other side of like the man who has tons of options. Like oh, he's miserable and alone, and now he you know has nobody on his deathbed. Like that guy well, does exist, but that yeah. guy again to your point probably likely continues to have options and is probably doing just fine. 
So I worry, I wonder if the woman who is excelling and leveling up and constantly finding partners who are leveling up and she has an insatiable desire for what else could be out there. Like, why is that a bad story? I guess what, what happened in the book is that you have to ask yourself at the end of the day, what do you honestly desire? Yeah. So I think what was going on was what the women really desired was marriage and family. Yeah. So it's one, like, like it's, it's one thing if you generally just desire when your hookups and that's what makes you happy, that's your life. You should be able to free, be free to love what mm. you want. Mm. But similar to the, the feminism conversation is like women were conditioned to be like, if you want marriage and family and you want to settle down, stay at home, you are not a modern woman. You are not a progressive. You are going back into all this. You're sitting on the feminist before you. And so I think what happened was these women generally desired family and marriage. And so when it got to the point where like they wanted to settle down, they realized, oh, it was a lot harder. Mm. And it's still hard today because now I have all these requirements and now it's hard for me to just find value in a guy, even though there's a limited amount of guys that you can actually date. Yeah, and I can only speak from you know personal experience. And I, I tell you like, I wouldn't have been inspired to do or, or to build my character or to build the things that I needed in life outside of our relationship, yeah. just in life. If I didn't, uh, settle and not settle, but like, if I didn't start to <laughs> focus on one woman, yeah. right. I think, it, it, I think in that situation for a player, yeah, I don't know if he can do the work, you know, without having that, that woman that is that beside him. That is inspiring him and yeah. challenging him. Yeah, I don't think it's no incentive to do it. Yeah, because he's getting the ultimate reward. Exactly, which is sex. So there's yeah. no point of me developing my character. Yeah, when I like, and then also with these players, it's like they they are they are doing everybody. <laughs> you know, yeah, so they're yeah. not just doing nines and tens. They yeah. doing a lot of uh, other women as well. <laughs> so it's like you know they're not it's not constantly leveling up in a sense. Yeah, versus women there is like you yeah. know. 70,000, okay, now I want 90. 90, yeah. now I want 150. 150, yeah. shoot, now I want 300. Yeah. Versus these players, they get a nine. I'll take a seven on a Friday. Yeah. Then I, yeah. I'll take a 10. I can't wait for that 10 on Monday. Yeah. Dang, yeah. all I got was a five today. Like, they, they bounce back and yeah. forth yeah. all the time. Yeah. That's, that's I'm not it. speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and to me, I just, I, I think, my premise is similar to Shane. I think just meaningful relationships mm. is one of the most valuable things. Yeah, you know, 100%. like at the end of the day, like w like when people are on their deathbed, I've heard it many times. Like what you value the most is meaningful relationships, and I just think that we all get to that point. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much success you have, you really just want something meaningful of substance. Mm. And so I think the book for women and for men, the story is that we all kind of want that. Mm -hmm. You know, we may go on a different journey and experience to get there. If you don't want that, you're not less of a person. But yeah. I think generally speaking, we all want that, which is why, you know, Sham will always have a job and we'll always have a job. You always have a job because people always want to figure out how can they better connect with the opposite sex. Yeah. I just, I guess I, the reason why Kevin, Kevin Samuels, I think is great, but he panders to this porn in a way that we want to know that porn. other people are unhappy <laughs> that other people who have rejected us are unhappy and that they can't do better somewhere else so when when you genuinely have found out what works for you you spend less time analyzing why other people are unhappy i think yes. so well, they, I would, they they're calling in too that's that's different that's yes the other part but of i mean it. like yeah. if when we're when we're reading books or when we're looking for theories that validate that like look this kind of person who i can't attain ultimately will never be happy 
what's the value in that for us? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is, this is this good. Cause I, I think what it is, is that it's, it's a bit of cognitive dissonance in the sense where people tell, like, you know, this is true, you know? So it's kind of like, if somebody told you, <laughs> she's trying to sing, man. She's trying to be like a daddy, though. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I agree with what Shan said. I think sometimes the, the reason why it's appealing for people is because I think people know it's true. Yeah. You know, I think people are like society, in their opinion, society paints it like these people are all happy. The sex in the city lifestyle is happy. And so I think people feel in their guts is like, without meaningful relationships, it's hard to be happy. So when they're seeing that, well, what I thought all along was true, I think that's kind of like the breath of fresh air for people in regards to that type of um, those content. I guess I can tell you as somebody who was on on the rise of of becoming successful while being not publicly in a relationship, the pressure to couple up was stronger than the pressure to succeed. So I guess that this notion that like women are getting the messaging of like achieve, 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 there still is a lot of messaging around like, where's your baby? Where's your family? How come no one's committed to you yet? How come you haven't found a partner? So I, I would assume that that woman who's 39 years old has heard that pressure as well too. Yeah. yeah. So do you believe the pressure is internal as well as societal or do you think it's mainly societal making it internal? I mean, it's chicken before the egg um, one to say. I mean, if we go by the biological clock, I'm sure there's a mix of both that happen there. But I can tell you the societal pressure is immense. Like I was on the Steve Harvey show getting debated about these things. Like it was constantly brought up that, you know, why are you not, if you're so great, how come you're not publicly affiliated with somebody? So that to be said... I want to read that book. Yeah, I yeah. want to read that book. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you a copy. And I'm very curious yeah. to to um, what you're going to say. Yeah. What your thoughts to it. But the baby's telling us to wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. Shan, Sorry, Jerry, no, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for, the, for the men and women who are romantically frustrated, who, like you said, there's this gender war going back and forth with one another. What is the closing message of inspiration that you guys want to give men and women out in the world? nothing you're screwed (laughs) i think that there's tons of options out there for you just like no one can sit here and give you a prescriptive piece of advice for how to have a meaningful career like there is you have to go out there try a variety of different things look up to a bunch of different mentors have a lot of conversations see what feels right for you and then align yourself with that truth and reality Mm -hmm. yeah and i think yeah i think um the biggest thing that I would say, if you're out there struggling to date, struggling to find a romantic partner, uh, go inward instead of outward first. Mm, that's great. Um, you know, I see a lot of people point the finger mm-hmm. and uh, it, it just that may be true. I'm not saying that the, it's not rightfully so to be pointing the finger, but we have to control what's in our control. Yeah. And you are in, in your own control. So. Or move to an Amish community. <laughs> don't do that. You don't do that. <laughs> nah, man. It's, uh, Shan, Jerry, we really appreciate you guys. You guys got to answer that question. You probably have answered it before, but I need to hear what is, what's the solution? What's the message? Oh, man. No, I think definitely the, the inward, outward is definitely with the key. I think uh, when people can really see what's going on, why they make the decisions, you know, why they act a certain way, why do they want this certain kind of people, 
you know, I think that can really bring a great sense of fresh air. You know, so healing from the past, dealing with those traumas, can, it's not only going to help you, but it's going to help you in a relationship as well. And then also, whatever person that you desire, you have to make sure you have those qualities as well yeah. for you to be desirable. You have mm -hmm. to be on their radar. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a huge key as well. So don't just say like, hey, accept me who is who I am, you know, top 1% guy. Yeah. Or, you know, don't like, accept me for me making 30,000 a year, you know, top bottle girl. It's like, nah, <laughs> yeah. you got you to even the playing field. You got to put the work in. So I yeah. think no. that, those are, those. that's my answer. No, I love, I love that message, Chris. I think for me, the, is very similar to what Chris has said. The first part of the message is I challenge every guy um, to get very curious about women. Yeah. Like just yeah. like yeah. follow female influencers like Shan, um, you know, get very, very, <laughs> get very curious about women to learn, okay, what do women desire in, in men? Yeah. That's what was very beneficial. And women likewise, you know, learn about, you know, what do men desire in women? And so that's the first piece of advice. And the second piece of advice is, is it's very simple, but it's going to take work is become the best version of yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So once you once you realize that become the best version of yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, as you're becoming the best version of yourself, yourself, meet a thousand people. Yeah. yeah. Meet good. a thousand people. Yeah. Right. If you become the best version of yourself, you meet a thousand people. You couldn't find one partner. Repeat step one and two. Become a better version of yourself yeah. and meet a thousand more. And like like Jared said, make it on you. Don't yeah. blame the outside world. You know, make sure your house is in perfect order before you criticize everybody else. So yeah. that's my message. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so where can they find you guys at? I'm going to give it to you, babe. Okay. I took it last time. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Enjoy Jared Brady across all social media. And uh, the podcast is Enjoy the Podcast. It's pretty simple. Love it. I love, love it. it. Love, yeah. it. love it. Guys, so be sure to reach out to Jared. Be sure to reach out to Shan. Show him some love. Let him know what about the podcast stood out to you guys. And all you men <laughs> in the manosphere, in the male community, guys, please, if you disagree with somebody, don't go, don't go spreading hate. Yeah, that out. is disgusting. As a man, have integrity, have character. Just because you're online does not mean it's okay to be in the, in the shadows spreading darkness. So guys, please, if you disagree with what Shan has to say, keep it to, your set, keep it to yourself. Stop spreading hate. Continue to learn from one another and let's grow from one another. My name is Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. And we are joined by... Sham booty. I feel like you just like were the dad who came to school and lectured everybody. <laughs> Stop picking on my kids. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And Jared. Jared Brady. <laughs> we are the roommates and have a great day. <laughs>